What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Recorded live. Use themselves to no end. Trying to figure all these things out. Well, is God sovereign or isn't he sovereign? What was that the devil or what is he talking about? Are we predestined about people? You know what? (laughs) And you know, if you're just wanting to learn and grow in God and you're approaching some of those subjects from that standpoint, and that's fine, learn all you want to. But let me tell you something. The minute you start to get confused, you need to go, whoa. Because confusion is not from God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and mind and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. You can ponder things as long as you want to, but when you start getting confused, you need to drop it like a hot potato. And walk up. You know, I feel that there's some freedom coming for some people. I really do sense that. I think there's some people today that, man, this is going. This is this is it. This is oh, the devil's not happy because he wants to hurt us and then keep us in that the rest of our lives. Can you imagine? How my life could have turned out, how your life could have turned out, if you would have just remained bitter. Thank God for His Word. That we can overcome evil with good, and even when we don't understand, and it hurts so bad we can't hardly stand it, we can still say, I know that my Redeemer lives. Here's the thing. I know that God loves us enough that no matter what comes into our lives, He will work it out for good. He's got a good plan, and it will work out for good. It's time for some of you. I tell you, you've got a destiny that's got a gold star on it. And it's time for you to get about God's business and stop messing around in the devil's camp, making him happy every day. Lord, help me do this right. I won't ask you why. Tell me if you want to, but I'm not struggling to stay in that crazy camp. Why, why didn't I get that promotion? Why did she get it? She didn't deserve it. Why didn't I get it? Why didn't I get invited to the party? Why didn't he get healed and I'm still sick? 
You know what? You're an individual. And God's got an individual, amazingly great plan for your life. There are mysteries that God reveals to us, but there's other things that we will never understand until we get to heaven, and I'm okay with that. I mean, I really am okay, because I just believe if God wants me to know, he'll tell me. I'm not going to drive myself crazy trying to figure stuff out that there's no answers to. God's ways are deep, untraceable, and the Bible says in Romans 11, past finding out. <laughs> Romans 11:33. Oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unfathomable, inscrutable, unsearchable are his judgments, his decisions, and how untraceable, mysterious, undiscoverable are his ways, his methods, and his paths. Let's just focus on being stable when we have problems. In Hebrews 12, it says that we will have times of shakings in our life. And that we will go through times where everything that can be shaken will be shaken until only that which cannot be shaken remains. And you know what will remain when everything that can be shaken is shaken? God will remain. God will remain. I love the story in Daniel about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Love that story. It's so good. How the wicked king said, if you don't bow down, you're going to go in the fiery furnace. And they said, well, know this, O king. If our God can deliver us, it is well. But if not, we will not bow down to you. Amen. And I, don't, I do not for one minute think that they doubted whether God had the ability to deliver them. We know that God can do anything he wants to do. Amen? And if there's ever any fault anywhere, it's certainly not God, it's with us. But I'm okay even with that. <laughs> I'm not mad at myself because I'm not perfect. I get up every day and do the best I can, and God knew what he was getting when he got me. And I'm growing every day, and so are you. Stop wasting your life being mad at your enemies, mad at yourself, mad at God, mad at the devil. Get glad and get over being mad. There's so many things that we don't know the answers to. And we can come to the point where we just say, you know what, God? I trust you. I don't have all the answers, but I trust you. It's so much better to say, help me do this right, instead of saying, why is this happening? Know this, O King, if our God chooses to deliver us, he will. But if not, we are not bowing down to you. We are not bowing down to you. We need more Christians today that will not compromise. Listen, if you have to do something dishonest to keep your job, then you need to just get out of that place and trust God to give you another job. 
Don't compromise your integrity. Don't compromise your morals. You stand up and say, I am a Christian, and I don't believe that that is right, and I'm sorry, but I cannot do it. And I can promise you, if you take a step of faith like that, because of your relationship with God, He will come up with something much better than what you lost. Matter of fact, I would venture to say that sometimes those things are tests. To see if we're actually ready for that promotion we're asking God for. How many of you have been asking God to do more in your life? Well, guess what? You're likely to have to pass a test. <laughs> Maybe, not so much. Okay. Come on, First Peter 4 says, Don't be amazed at these fiery ordeals that are taking place to test your quality. Don't act like something strange and unusual is happening to you. Even a child being promoted from... Sixth grade to seventh grade is going to take some final exams. Nobody knows what they know until it's put to the test. Nobody knows what they would do. Oh, yes, praise God. I trust God. I've got all my trust in God. I think sometimes we don't realize when we compromise our integrity what we're giving up concerning our future. If you want to be promoted, God's got to know that he can trust you. Amen? And how are we ever going to know that? I mean, even in Deuteronomy chapter 8, he told the Israelites, I led you all this way to humble you, to prove you, to see if you would keep my commandments or not. He led them in the wilderness. There was a shorter route for them to get to the promised land. But the Bible says that God led them the long, hard way on purpose. To humble them, to prove them, to see if he would keep, they would keep his commandments or not. Then he said that I might bring you into a land that flows with milk and honey and every good thing that you can imagine. So when we go through difficult times and we're tested, God's end goal is always promotion. It's always promotion. And I'm just encouraging you today, if you're going through something difficult, you do what you know in your heart is right, and you will be promoted by God at the right time. How encouraging is that? Galatians 6, 9, Be not weary in well-doing, in doing what is right. For in due season... At the appointed time, you shall reap if you do not faint, quit, and give up. Amen? If we put our trust in God and just keep on keeping on, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. boy, it's going to be good. Hallelujah. So good. You know, sometimes... We experience opposition through people. The enemy can use people to come against us, to try to discourage us. It's hard sometimes when you really need encouragement and all you get is discouragement. It's hard sometimes when you feel like that you're taking a step of faith to do what you really believe that God is asking you to do and everybody tells you that you shouldn't be doing it. It can be a real time of confusion. Why am I hearing from God or not? 
I tell you, I'd rather follow God and find that follow what I believe is God and find out I'm wrong. Than to follow people and never know if I was right or wrong. Matthew ten seventeen says, Be on guard against men whose way or nature is to act in opposition to God. For they will deliver you up to councils and flog you in their synagogues. We need to be careful about getting involved with ungodly people. Hello? Psalm 1 says, don't take advice from the ungodly. Evil spirits can oppose us. We've talked a little bit about the devil this weekend. I know a lot of people aren't real fond of doing that, but I would be remiss in my job for God if I let you just live in the fantasy world of thinking that the devil's not real. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. In Daniel chapter 10, there was something that Daniel was praying about. He needed understanding in something. And if you read the account, I'm not going to read it all the way through. But the way the story goes is God sent an angel with the answer, and that angel experienced opposition from other evil forces that were in the atmosphere between heaven and earth. <laughs> Satan is called the prince of the power of the air. <laughs> he gets out there in the atmosphere, and you can't see him with your eyes, but you can feel his influence. This is where we need discernment. This is where we need to be on our guard, and we need to be sharp. To just say, you know what, I, I don't know, what something's just not right here. I, I, I Don't even try to figure out what it is if God's not telling you, because sometimes you get to judging things that you don't have right. But just, hey, if you don't feel right about it, if it's not peaceful, if you feel like something's off, then just go in another direction. Amen? To be honest, the first time I went in a meeting like this, which has been almost 40 years ago, I mean, coming straight out of a denominational church, walking into a meeting where people are shouting and yelling and raising their hands and clapping and jumping up and down, I mean, I thought I jumped off into the loony bin. <laughs> and maybe you watched me on television, thought you'd come over here today to see what I look like in person. I don't, you know. Or maybe somebody brought you, maybe, you know, a friend or a relative brought you, and you're just kind of sitting there, just kind of wondering about all of this, kind of like, oh. Once that works, that, that, boy, that, I'm used to singing out of my hymnal. And that's good. That's a beautiful thing to do. But thank God he doesn't always do everything the exact same way. Amen? And uh, then you're like, I don't know about that Holy Spirit business either. That sounded kind of weird just for silly. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little spooky. I didn't, didn't know about that. And then she's been talking about the devil this weekend. I don't like that either. But here's the thing, you know, what... The first meeting that I was in like that, 
you know, part of me was offended, but there was another part of me, the spiritual part of me, I knew that it was right. I knew there was something there because my flesh was having a hard time with it, but my spirit was excited. And so this, this is the way discernment operates. Amen? We can't just... I, I hate it when you ask somebody a question. They say, well, you know, off the top of my head, that's the last place I want information from. Please don't tell me anything off the top of your head. I've already got everything that's on the top, the middle, and the bottom of mine. I need something a little deeper. Let's go deeper. Amen? in the atmosphere that kept the angel from getting through with the answer so a stronger angel named Michael who is one of the archangels which means he's of a higher order of angels he was sent and they defeated the principalities and powers over that region and the answer came through to Daniel now the whole time Daniel's on earth fasting and praying not having any idea why he's not getting his answer. Come on. Come on. Sometimes the only answer you've got is just keep it up. I said sometimes the only answer you've got is just keep it up. Just keep giving. Keep loving God. Keep worshiping God. Keep being thankful. Keep a good attitude. Keep saying, God, help me do it right. Help me do this right. You say, well, Joyce, I've got a problem, and I just don't know what to do. Well, here's my best advice. <laughs> when you don't know what to do, keep doing what you do know what to do. Some of you have got big problems, but you're here today. That's the victory. And I believe God's given you some answers that's going to help you. Let me tell you something. Above all, no matter what else, God is good. In Galatians 5.17, it says, For the desires of the flesh are opposed <laughs> to the Holy Spirit. So even our own flesh will oppose what God is leading us to do. You know, in my spirit, I may want to get up in the morning and pray and spend time with God, but my flesh says I'd like to stay in bed. Maybe in the spirit, I think, I think I'll have some good protein and some vegetables, but my flesh says I'll take cake. With ice cream. And chocolate sauce. And with cream. I mean, we have to realize that there is opposition in life. Paul said, every time I want to do something good, I don't seem to be able to do it. The thing I want to do, I can't do. The thing I don't want to do is what I'm always doing. We're in a war. There's, a, there's even a fight going on between your spirit and your flesh. But good news, Paul said in Galatians, 
Walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. You don't have to fight with your flesh all the time. Just focus on following the Spirit. And if you focus on following the Spirit, then you'll always end up with God's will for your life. And then, lastly, even God sometimes will oppose us. <laughs> hmm? Oh, yeah. First Peter 5, 5, For God sets himself against the proud, the insolent, the overbearing, the disdainful, the presumptuous, the boastful. <laughs> and he opposes, frustrates, and defeats them. But he gives grace to the humble. You know, there were things in my life that I was trying so hard to make happen. Opposition, opposition, opposition. Uh, I was rebuking the devil. I rebuked you, Satan. I rebuked you. Get out of my way. And I found out that some of those things, it wasn't the devil opposing me. It was God because I was trying to do things I wasn't supposed to be doing, and God wasn't going to let me do them. So you got opposition coming from a lot of different angles, and the best thing to pray is, God, help me do this right. <laughs> okay, one last little thing I want to say to you. No challenge means no challenge. Actually, my training coach said that to me last week. When he handed me something that was heavier than the last time he handed it to me, and I said, you're really kind of joking, right? He said, no challenge, no change. And I thought, I'll take that. That'll preach. I'm always looking for anything I can get in a message. But you know, honestly and truly, just like you can see your body change as you exercise, or you can see yourself getting smaller as you stop overeating, or whatever the case might be, there's very often a price to pay on this end for the benefit on this end. And here's what we need more of. We need people that are willing to invest something now to have something here. Not people that just want to be comfortable now and they don't care about what happens later on. Later on is going to come. And the best thing for every one of us to do is to let God lead us and guide us according to his individual plan for us. And it's an easy clapping shield, but if it's not, know that God's got something awesome up his sleeve. And just, very first thing you pray is, God, help me do this right. And if you want to tell me why, that's good, but if not, I don't have to know. I trust you anyway. Come on, give God some praise. You know, whatever you're going through, and I'm sure some of you are going through some very difficult things, God has already given you all that you need to make it through in victory. But you need to believe that. If we begin to get this thinking that we're going to be defeated, then our actions will follow that. But if you believe what the Word of God says, I mean, really believe it, then you're going to find that your living follows what you believe. Today we're offering you the Word of God. 
Winning Life's Battles, Four Hours of Audio Teaching on CD, and Let God Fight Your Battles book. It's been a very popular small book. It's 150 pages, but it's like not huge, and so it's something you can read pretty quickly, and you're going to really, really enjoy it. I want you to have a great day. Remember that God loves you. He's got a special plan for your life, and you are never anywhere that he's not with you all the time. Have you ever felt like you're all alone, fighting life's battles against something you can't see? Or maybe you're experiencing difficult times that are seemingly too impossible to handle. Be encouraged. With God, you don't have to face life's trials alone. He is mighty and able to help you triumph over any obstacle you face. Joyce shares how to rely on God and his power in her teaching series, Winning Life's Battles, and her book, Let God Fight Your Battles. For a donation of $30 or more, we'll send you Joyce's four-part audio series, Winning Life's Battles, and her book, Let God Fight Your Battles. Call our toll-free number, 1-800-727-9673, or visit us at JoyceMeyer.org. Enjoy life with people you love and meet new friends at the Joyce Meyer Conference. Join us in Dallas, Texas, and Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more details, go to JoyceMeyer.org. Get your free subscription to Enjoying Everyday Life magazine today at JoyceMeyer.org. Nashville. 
TMC Recording Studios is a first-class, state-of-the-art studio right on the property of TBN's Trinity Music City. Your goal is to make your recording experience a pleasant one in an atmosphere devoted to serving Jesus Christ. Equipped with the finest gear, TMC Recording Studios has everything it takes to get the best sound possible. It's the best of the best. You know, Nashville is the home of some of the greatest musicians in the world. Many of them travel with some of the biggest stars in music. So whether you're a professional recording artist or this is your first project, give TMC Recording Studios a call. Take the first step in pursuing your passion. Hi, I'm Dr. Lynn Howes, and I am the host of That You Might Have Life that airs every Friday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to invite you to join us every week for a time of refreshing in the Word of God where we will discover a God who is not mad at you, but a God who is mad about you. Where the gospel is not about a law you have to keep, it's about a life that will keep you. Hearts are being mended and lives are being transformed around the globe, and you don't want to miss what a loving Father has in store for you. The following paid program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministry. Information in a worldly environment. So you come in here Sunday expecting it to cover for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then you put a little dab of religion on it and wonder why your world doesn't change. Hello, everybody. I'm so glad to have the opportunity to share the word of the Lord with you today. I have a word today that I believe is going to speak to your life. The message is called The Importance of the Right Outlook. It is so important. How you perceive what's in front of you can be the difference between where you are and where you're trying to go. If you're going to move forward, you might have to change your perception of the situation. This may be the answer to the prayer you prayed last night. Listen to this. This particular text that we're going to talk about this morning is, to me, the Magna Carta of blindness, the healing of blindness. It is, it is so unique, first of all, because of the methodology whereby Christ heals it. It's, 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 it's so base, it's so vile. Some say they could not take it, but God just spit in the eye. Let me ask you, how many people have ever been spat on? It's unforgettable experience. It might have happened when you were seven years old on the back of a school bus, but here you are, 47. You still remember that gook sliding down your face and what it said and what it meant and how you reacted when they did it. How many of you who, who raised your hand and you've been spat on, you smiled through it? No, it's not something you smile about. It, it, it's degrading to agree. It's insulting to you spat on me like I'm dirt. Jesus spat on him. And, 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 and the dynamics of the healing are so unique. First of all, we don't see him healing any other blind man quite this way. 
Each one of them he healed differently. He does not want us to develop a recipe for healing blindness because each of us has an awakening a different way. Some people get it through the music. Some people get it through the words. Some people get it through a conversation. We have different ways of coming to a moment of, uh, 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 of greatness where we see things. Some people get it at 20. Some people, they get themselves together at early ages. They spend their life on top. Other people, by the time you get any sense, you're too old to do anything about it. Paul says, when I was a child, I thought as a child, spake as a child, understood as a child, understood as a child, understood as a child. I had the understanding being like, understood as a child, understood as a child. I could see like a child, saw everything like a kid. Me, 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 me. Kids are always selfish. It's inherent in youth. It's selfish. The whole world is about them, me, 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 me. When I became a man, when I became what? A man. When I evolved into adulthood, how do you know? I put away childish things. It could be possible that your life is littered with childish things while you pray adult prayers. Your prayer life could exceed your vision, and your whole life could be faulted. And, and, and that's interesting to understand that God doesn't heal everybody the same way. Some of you are in the process of being healed and trying to straighten out everybody else. You're marshals and deputies over everybody else's spirituality. While the truth be told, deep down inside, you have barrenness in your womb, discouragement in your heart, and God is not finished with you. And I'm not implying that you have to be finished in order to minister to people, because if that were the case, I'm going to go sit down. <laughs> uh, what I am saying to you is that you've become a judge, jury, and a hangman over people while you are still afflicted yourself. Because sometimes it's easier to fix other people <laughs> than it is to fix yourself. This is an amazing story, and, and it's so big, and it, it's so bold, because it also lets us know that, that healing is progressive. One touch doesn't always do it. <laughs> yeah, one touch doesn't always do it. One, one coming to the altar might not always do it. One time having hands laid on you might not always do it. That, that you could be functioning up under a first-touch experience, perpetrating to see better than you do. <laughs> and that's why it's good. And I get distracted by all of that. And when I get distracted by all of that, I miss some significant information. Jesus has come to Bethsaida. Bethsaida is a port where fishermen gather, where a bunch of men around a port, that's, that's a rough little place. Because when guys get together and get to sweating and get to working in a men's environment, anybody who's ever worked in an environment where working men can tell you we can be something. In the course of working, I mean, we do stuff and talk about stuff, and it, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. You got little verge in the ears, don't work around a bunch of working men because we do stuff and say stuff. We think things are funny that – so it's, it's a rough area. It's, 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 a, it's a port. 
It's a, it's a rough area where a bunch of men, hot, sweaty, working men are coming in from long days and early mornings and doing fishing and doing business and trying to get things done. And, and it's a place where men would have sailed into and there would be a certain kind of women that hung around that area. It's a, it's, it's a, Bethsaida is a it's rough area. And they, when he came to Bethsaida, they brought him a blind man. I don't know who they were. The Bible never tells us who they were. But thank God for they. God uses a they when you don't have a them. He'll get it to you, even if it didn't come from the places that other people got it from. He'll always send somebody who cares about you. This is a point. Who cares about this blind man? They're doing business. Who cares about this blind man? There's a bunch of men down here, sweaty men, dragging in big fish. It's musky. It's rowdy. It's funky. And yet there's a day. Did I say that? Oh, it's out. Take the about it. There's a day. Pray for me. you got to intercede harder because it's not working this morning. There's a day in your life. Wouldn't it have been something if the blind man hadn't listened today? I ain't going nowhere. Ain't no need. I made it this far. Leave me alone. They brought him to Jesus. Jesus has come to Bethsaida. They brought him to Jesus in Bethsaida. And Jesus, the first thing he does is turn around and takes him out of the village, out of Bethsaida. Out. You just got here, Jesus. Excuse me, you, you got stuff to do. You came to Bethsaida. You come with your troops and your staff and your team. You just got to Bethsaida. They brought him a blind man, and the first thing Jesus does is lead him out of what he just came into. I am so distracted by the blindness that I forgot to look at the environment. Why does Jesus turn right around on his heels and walk out of what he just walked into when he sees a blind man. He led him out of Bethsaida. And yielded. But I, I say, God, are you not God in Bethsaida? Could you not heal this blind man in Bethsaida? Why did you take him out of Bethsaida to perform the miracle when you are God of the whole earth. What do you want the blind man to see about his environment? Because until the blind man sees his environment correctly, his outlook will never change. Could it be possible that his condition is being fed by his environment. Now bear in mind, I and Jesus are both using this blind man for a bigger point. Jesus is using this blind man to send a message about Bethsaida. I'm using this blind man to send a message about you. Neither of us are really talking about the blind man. We are only using the blind man to make a bigger point to you. Could it be possible that Bethsaida is contributing to his disparity? Can I go deeper? 
Jesus led him out of Bethsaida. He said, we're not even going to start this process till we get you out of Bethsaida. What is it about Bethsaida that Jesus does not like? Though he goes into it, though he works in it. What is it about Bethsaida? Bethsaida is one of the few cities that Jesus pronounced a woe on. Woe unto thee, Bethsaida. Bethsaida is a cursed city because Bethsaida refuses to believe in the power of because God has been good to Bethsaida and performed miracle after miracle in Bethsaida. And Bethsaida is unrelenting in its commitment to being dysfunctional. <laughs> Woe unto thee, Bethsaida. And in spite of the fact that three of the apostles came from Bethsaida, they did not stay in Bethsaida. Because there are some places you cannot stay. Jesus brings the blind man out of Bethsaida, brings him outside the city, and then takes nothing. He says, your, your healing will take nothing once I get you out of your environment. Let me tell you how easy. I, he, he spat on him. He said, my spit is better than the wealth of Bethsaida. God's trash is better than the treasure of the world. God's foolishness is better than the wisdom of this world. And you are trying to have a God experience in a worldly environment. So you come in here Sunday expecting it to cover for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then you put a little dab of religion on it and wonder why your world doesn't change. Still to come on the Potter's Touch. If you come from Bethsaida, you got to be willing to go back to the altar and back to the altar and back to the altar and say, Lord, touch me again. Touch me again. It's coming back again. It's coming up again. I need another touch from you. I still don't have your nature. I still don't have your character. And I will not lie and act like I'm more than I am. I want to be. I got to be. I shall be. I must be whole. Do it again. Put it right here. MegaCare is partnering to empower communities worldwide. You can bring life-saving help to those around the world in need, and together we can build a better tomorrow. Give today at MegaCareMissions.org. They led him out of Bethsaida. And when he got him out of the environment, he spat in his eye. and get some help. And when you go in those places where you need some help, they talk to you like a... 
the home. We didn't have a medical card. Sharita was pregnant. We had to do something so she could get some medical treatment. And I had to go in a place I'd never been in before and sit in a state I had never seen in my life to get some help. And that woman talked to me like I was a junkyard dog. I wanted to let her have it. Oh, God, I thought, Jesus, if Carby called me back, I'm up. But they didn't call me back. And I needed the help too bad to be insulted. You know the people who don't go to the church because the parking lot is across the street and they don't like to be in crowds. And the church is too big and I watch him on TV, but I don't like to get out around people. I don't like to get dressed up. You ain't in trouble. When you get in real trouble, you will walk across the street barefooted on hot pavement. When you get in real trouble, you don't care who's around you, what they think, what you got on, what you were. When you get in real trouble, you will get help at any cost. You don't care whether I'm black, whether I'm white, whether I'm loud, whether I sweat. You don't even make you when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. You will get help. You don't care where it is. Somebody holler, help! <clears throat> See, you might be sitting beside somebody who's just trying to be cute and important. But if you mess around and sit beside somebody who's desperate, desperate people don't care what you think. They don't care what they got on. They don't care what you say. Desperate people just want help. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm desperate, I'm desperate, I'm desperate. You need to warn them. That means if you're nervous, you need to move. If you don't want nobody getting up and getting loud and getting rowdy, you need to move to somebody who's not desperate. I didn't come here to show them my outfit. I didn't come here because I had a new hat. I came here because I'm desperate. There's some stuff I need to break. There's some things I need to change. There's some doors I need to see open. There's some ways I need to see made. Somebody holler, help! And so, <clears throat> Jesus takes him out of Bethsaida, spits in his eye, lays hands on him, and says, what do you see? Are you willing to challenge your perception? You've challenged everybody else and everything else. At this stage in your life, are you willing to challenge your perception? And he said, oh, Lord, I see men walking in streets. He said, he, of all the things to see, he determines the depth of his inner healing by his outlook. I can tell how healthy you are inwardly by your outlook. How do you see people? How do you 
see people? Is it distrust, fear, apprehension, anxiety, disdain, or do you crave them, long for them, need their approval, affirmation? What, however you see them, it tells me where you are in the recovery. Why didn't the man test his eyes on something else? He's out of the village. There aren't many people around. Why use people of all things? Because your outlook is a reflection of what's going on inside of you. And it is far more important to you than what you're looking at. I see men walking as trees. Is the problem with the eyes or with the men? You could have a touch from God, a legitimate touch from God, and still not have the right outlook. You could be saved and still haven't recovered. <laughs> That's why it's not enough to tell people, be not unequally yoked believers with unbelievers. Because that suggests to them that as long as you say you're a Christian, then you're cool to marry. You could be a Christian crazy. <laughs> That's a new phrase I call it, Christian crazy. Ain't no crazy like Christian crazy. This man has a legitimate experience with Christ that has made him better but not whole. This first stage of recovery represents most believers. Better, but not whole. And whether the difference between better and whole is determined by your outlook. Do you think Jesus needed to ask that man a question? Do you not know that our God is omniscient, that he is all-knowing? Do you think that Jesus needed to hear from that man to evaluate the state of recovery he was in? He don't answer, oh, shit, how deep are you? He don't answer, when, how hard are you blowing? He knows everything, the end from the beginning. You know Jesus already knew. He has asked this man how you doing? What do you see? So that the man can confess that one touch is not enough. I want something else. I need something else. I want to go deeper. This man makes a decision. He has a chance to settle for less than what God wants him to have and say, Lord, I'm not what I ought to be, but thank God I'm not what I use. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk to me. man says, uh, I see men walking as trees. I've had an experience with God, but I still don't have the right outlook. I've had a touch from the master, but my outlook is still not good. I'm saying, but I'm still negative. I'm saying, but I'm still controlling. I'm saying, but I'm still a gossip. I'm saying, but I'm still a whoremonger. Why am I like this? Because you still don't see people clearly. 
my outlook is not right. Here is the problem. If you walk away seeing men as trees, you will contaminate everything you touch because you do not have the outlook that is necessary to move you into your destiny. And maybe you don't have the right outlook. Look at where you came from. Look at the best said of the woeful place you had to climb out of to get the little bit that you got. And if you think that all that time in Bethsaida didn't affect your outlook, I got news for you. You've been through so much that one touch will not do you. Oh, excuse me. There were blind people in the Bible who got healed on the first touch. But they didn't come from Bethsaida. If you come from Bethsaida, you got to be willing to go back to the altar and back to the altar and back to the altar and say, Lord, touch me again. Touch me again. It's coming back again. It's coming up again. I need another touch from you. I still don't have your nature. I still don't have your character. And I will not lie and act like I'm more than I am. I want to be. I got to be. I shall be. I must be whole. Do it again. Put it right here. Put it right here. Put it right here. Jesus looks at the man and says, come here. Come here. Let me finish what I started. I don't know who this is for, but the Lord brought me here this morning to tell you that he wants you to come here. Let me finish what I started. I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. I am the first and the last. I didn't bring you out of that mess to leave that mess in you. I will. I must. I shall. So, He didn't spit the second time. He says, you're close enough now that I won't have to do everything I did the first time to finish what I started in your life. So close your eye up. I don't have to do what I did at first to finish what I started. He says, this time, I'm just going to lay my hands. You're so close. You're so close. He said, I know you're close because you're honest about where you are. <laughs> I know you're close because you're honest about where you are. I know you're close because it ain't they that is bringing you now. There's no more mention of they. You don't need nobody else to drag you into this. You said, oh, no, I'm too close, Jesus to get this close and not get where I came from if they don't help me, if mama don't help me, if daddy don't help me, if sister don't help me, if brother don't help me, I will help myself. Jesus, here I come. Listen, I'm out of time. I've got to stop there. It's been a real joy to share the importance.
of the right outlook. I trust that God has spoken to you in special ways that he's spoken to your heart and to your life and given you some direction. Direction is a powerful thing. You can have your eyes open and still not clearly see. Get your eyes back. Get your vision back. Get your fight back so that you can have the right outlook and make the right decisions. God bless you. Take care. You can have one sickness that leaves you bankrupt. See, the enemy doesn't care what he uses. He hates the name. Get your name back. You can be made new, restored, and renewed for God's glory. You'll never find the right person until you have reconciled the fact that you're enough by yourself. For your gift of any size, you'll receive Go Blind on CD from Bishop Jake's transformational series, Made New. God said, I will only bless that that I started. If I started it, I'll finish it. And when your gift is $65 or more, you'll receive Made New, Restored and Renewed for God's Glory on three DVDs. I see why I had to be afflicted. I see why they forsook me. I can see it now. However, when your gift is $110 or more, you'll receive the Made New 3-Message DVD set, as well as a stylish tumbler and travel bag. This is a season where you got to press, and every time you take a step, you got to say, God, I thank you. I made another step. Somebody prays it for another step. Get ready to be made new today. Slap your neighbor and say, don't go back. Whatever you do, don't go back. Once you get your head on straight, don't go back. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching those things which are before. You can go anywhere but backwards. I don't know where I go from here. I don't know what I'm going to have to fight. I don't know what I'm going to have to go through. But I do know one thing. I will not. I shall not. I must not.
following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. On this special episode of Life Today, have you ever wondered if miracles are for real? Have you ever needed one? Have you ever wanted one? Well, they are for real. I know I may need a miracle somewhere in my life, and I want it. And if somebody could bring that miracle to me, sure would be wonderful. Next on Life Today. I'm James Robinson. My wife, Betty, and me welcome you to the uh, program today. This is a very special program. Have you ever, have you ever wondered if miracles are for real? Have you ever needed one? Uh, let, let me just address as personally as I can the fact that miracles really do happen. And we were excited to give the family the first opportunity to share their story of a miracle with their little girl who had an incurable disease. I fell into a hollow tree, and uh, they wondered how they'd get her out. When they got her out, they found that Jesus had met her down there in that tree. And the miracle from heaven, that's the title of a book, and then the title...
but we want y'all to join on in with us. This song simply says, everybody, come on and join with us. And let's raise this thing together, y'all. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
the first one. It was always one. exciting. Exactly. That's it always Yeah. I guess because I only have the two, but, like, if you have more than one after a while, yeah, I'd be like, all right, you know. But, you know, when you only have, like, one or two, it's just like, oh. You see everybody else go through the prom season and the running around and the complaining, and it's just like, oh, I miss that. Then you get well, over I'm it. I'm about child number three for real. <laughs> I'm like, girl, look. If we hurry up. Get this party started or something, because your mom is, look, how long? <laughs> I was going through something. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Because I know it's like, it's just like, yeah, I get you. Yeah, that's what I said. Maybe it's just, you know, you know the, the ones who are like, you know, one child, too. Because I know I had a, a friend, she had like eight kids. I don't know how she did it, but, um, you know. And I know she said she got over it <laughs> because now she still has little ones, so she doesn't have that moment yet. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. She and hers, are, hers range anywhere from, I think the oldest is like 26, I want to say, and the youngest is nine. So, you know, she was she was going through some stuff. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, you know, she's never going to have that moment. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> anyway. She's definitely going to come from some other place. Yeah. Yeah. No. <clears throat> Did you want to open us up in prayer? Did you want me to open us up in prayer? But, you yeah, you're going to have to get off later. So you want to do your prayer now? <laughs> I do mine in a few moments. I'm still in the house. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So if you open up, I appreciate it. No problem. So finally, thank you. If you kind of ruffle up everything and get to the car, maybe I can, you know, be settled and anyway. Okay. Whatever helps. Whatever helps. I am, I'm, hey, I can do it. (laughs) So, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for the rest that we had last night. We thank you for your grace, mercy, and favor. Lord, we thank you that you have so much patience toward us. And we thank you for the examples that you have placed before us in your word as well as in the people that you have placed in our lives. Thank you for helping us be able to encourage each and every one, each each other and other people, you know, based on our walk with you. Father, This, as we close out this week, um, we thank you for all that we have learned this week. We thank you for all the revelations and encouragements that you have given us, all the instructions and just the drawing of us getting closer and closer to you and hearing your voice and, and understanding um, all the things that you do to put us where we need to be. 
And so, Lord, as we go for in this call, we thank you that you said we were two or three are gathered in your name. You are in the midst. Your spirit comes and you you look and you reside in the presence as we talk about you, as we speak on you, Lord. Let your presence just manifest itself and continue to just imbue us with your word. We speak uh, a, a protection over the line that there's no dropped calls, that there's no miscommunication, that there's no misunderstandings, that there's no distractions. We speak that, Lord, as you use the man of God who mediates this call, that whatever words you give him, that they are clear and, and he understands them clearly so that he can relay them clearly. We ask, oh Lord, that you watch over him and keep him as he goes throughout his duties, as he does the call, through his juicing, his blending, his taking his daughter to school. Give traveling mercy, oh Lord, for all who are on their way to school, to work, making sure that no hurt, harm, or danger comes to them, oh Lord. We cover them under your protection from all accidents and violence. And, Lord, we just thank you that you have given us this day, this present of today, that we're able to walk uprightly again in your sight. In Yeshua's name we pray, amen. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord, Randy Kosiki, Father God, help Rambo Kosa. Ah, wow. Rambosiki, Shirikasaka, Rambushi, Shirikumbraka, Rambushi, Shirikumbraka, Shirikumbreshi, Shirikumbraka, Rambrani de Gose, Harandere de Gosaka, Harambrani de Gose, Shirikose, Shirikose, yes, 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 Father. Hmm. Ha, Father, we pro-rundi de gasaka, ha. Ho-rundi de gasande de gose ke he. Yarambose, shike, heradara de kubaka. Horambroshi, didiri de kumbrani de gosaka daka. Horambrani de gese he, ah. Hakaka, yandrondi de gese. Dakaka, Humbrandigese, Harambroke, Harambraka, Shirukose, the Gandrasi, Kokoka, Haranditi, the Goho, Father God, we praise your name, Bosi, the Karaka, we glorify you, Horandi, the Gose, Shirugose, 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 Horandi, the Goseke, yes, 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 Horandi, the Goseke, Horambo, Kosaka, and the Shiri, the Kosaka, Harandi. Mm. 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 Mm
do shakaha. Yorombosi ke he did it a kombokosa. Yorombosi ke andi ambosi koko rambaka si yorombosi ke. Yararambosi ke he. Yararambosi ke yeke. Yes, yes, we praise your name, Lord. Yes, 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 Lord. Father God, open up the doors. Mm. Father God, Hayaraka pour forth your spirit. Mm. Holy Spirit, Yakandiriko Ho, Father God, whoa. Mm. 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 Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Yes, Holy Spirit, move. Mm. Move. Move. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, Father, we The anointing, the covering, mm, the peace. Yes, the peace. Mm. The peace. Dorosaka, mm. the peace. Mm. The peace. Peace precedes the power. Mm. Peace precedes the power. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Peace precedes the power of God. See, when you're rattled unsettled, dysfunctional. You can't walk in the power of God. Mm. Oh, Jesus. You ever heard I say they're kept in the power of God? You got to be in a certain position. See, when you're in a state of peace, then you can hear from God. You can move in accordance with what he's doing. You can You can see his hand working. When you're in a state of peace. Again, and like we talked about yesterday, he even talked this morning. We're talking about the peace that's going on within you. That's the environment that you can dictate. That environment you can change. You can't necessarily change the environment around you. Can't necessarily change your job. You can't even necessarily change when you walk out the door. You can try, but you never know what happens. 
But that environment that goes on inside of you, you can change that. It'll go on another direction, but you have the power and the authority through the grace and the word of God to bring it back into alignment that you know where it needs to be at. You can you can make that decision to say, no, I choose to stand on the word. No, I choose to seek the word. No, I choose to seek God and listen to him and then let him tell me what needs to occur. Then let his word change my, my emotions, my feelings, my direction. I, I can seek his spirit so it can enlighten and empower me. Then if you do that, then you can walk in peace. And that means, see, you're walking in peace, it means you're walking with God. That means you're connected. Mm. And if you're connected, then it'll go, sir, it'll go there. That's just like you're standing right by the light switch. Whenever you need power, you can just hit the switch. Oh, or even better yet, when the Holy Spirit says hit that switch, that switch, and power just begins to pour forth inside of you. Oh, Jesus. And then it emanates from within. It comes from within out. See, that's how Jesus stopped that storm. He spoke to it, and that peace that was inside of him leapt out onto the storm and made it cease. Even the winds and the waves obey him. Mm. That's that peace and that power working hand in hand. Because he looked at his disciples and said, why were you afraid? What, 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 you ain't been around me long enough? You ain't been with me? Why were you afraid? You didn't know how to handle this? <sighs> but he, stu- he stayed with him. He loved him anyway. And that's the same thing he's doing with us. And he sent the comforter, the Holy Spirit, to strive with us, to love with us, to grow us up, to keep us, to bring us back when we go astray, to bind up and heal our wounds. So that's what the Holy Spirit, he just, see, he just, oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. See, striving with someone means that there's a, a struggle. But when you get to a point in your walk that you submit, there's always going to be some form of struggle because we're clothed in the flesh. But you get to a point in your walk, you say, you know what, God, what do you want to do? Then there's less of a striving. He's like, yes, they got it now. When you get to the point, okay, Holy Spirit, what's on your agenda today before I even think about what's on mine? Then he says, yes, they got it now. See, that's that much less of a fight. Look, I, I I can testify. It's hard enough to fight with God on my side than it is to fight on my own or against him. It's hard enough when I'm going through life and the things that's coming against me, and I know God's directing my steps. I know God is with me. I know God is doing these things and leading me, and, I, and that's enough of a struggle. But for me to get that out on my own or me to be trying to go against God and trying to, mm, I'm good. I'm good. No, 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 no. I prefer to stay in the struggle with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because I can know then that all things are working together for my good. I might not like it. It might not be comfortable, but my God's got his hand on my life, and I got to trust and walk and rest assured in him for his glory and my good pleasure. So Holy Spirit, I'm asking you right now to touch us, to move Let us walk in the power of God right now. Let us walk in the anointing of Jesus Christ as you pour forth your spirit in our lives, in our households, in our jobs, our situations and circumstances, Father God, I'm asking that you move in a unique way right now.
you, Jesus, so we can hear, move, and walk in accordance with the leadership of your word, your will, and your way, God. And these are the things we say, amen, amen, and amen, and amen, and amen, and amen. I'm going on mute. Anybody else want to pray? Well, we're going to go ahead and start and knock out the list. Okay. Hmm? I said if nobody else wants to go ahead and open up a prayer, then we can go ahead and knock out the list. Okay. You know, Erica's trying to get her grooming on. She like Morgan, you know, the 15 minutes per eyebrow. She just she don't got her, her her head tapered, so you know she got to make sure everything correct. Well, don't do that. Don't do that. What? I'm just speaking on behalf of your sister. That's all. <laughs> that is why men and women are different. You see how you have to love the differences. You know, we all can just get dressed and go. We have to do a little bit extra. That's all. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going on mute now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Today is Friday. Uh, um, <laughs> and, Father, we just, you know, I come for you, come to you for the church which is the body of Christ. I come for the body of Christ, God. I come for the body of Christ, the body of Yeshua HaMashiach. We come for them, Father God. We come for us. Father, there are so many that are being deceived. There are so many being misled. They're receiving half-truths. They're receiving not all the information, Father God, but they're also not studying. They're not coming to you personally to get the information about who you are for themselves. And so, Father, we come for the body of Christ that it will strengthen. It will strengthen. It will get connected to the Holy Spirit. It will let the Holy Spirit come in, O oh Lord, and and give them the hunger to study your word, to speak to you, to listen for your voice and not be swayed by smooth words and tinkling symbols and just just the feel good messages, oh God, but the whole role. Like Ezekiel ate the whole role. He said it was sweet going in, but once it hit the back of his throat it, it, it turned better because it went from knowing that it was a sweet word. Your words are sweet and your words are bitter because once it gets on the inside it has to work out all of the impurities in us, oh Lord so that we can be the righteousness of Christ. And, Lord, we ask that you will just 
Let your word be open to those who seek you. Let your word be given to them. Let them have the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of of the Psalms, of the Proverbs, of Ecclesiastes, and then understanding what the prophets were warning of and and everything that Yeshua did to be an example of how we are to walk. Now, Father, we come for those who are ministers and and apostles and missionaries who go forward before large congregations speaking your word and, and opening up the book and expounding on the scripture. And, Father, we ask that you will turn their heart. If it's not hardened, O oh Lord, for fame, if it's not hardened for pride, you say you can you harden the heart of Pharaoh for a purpose. But you can also soften the heart, Father. So those who are yours, O oh God, who have been led astray by the 501c3s, by corruption, by greed, Lord, let their hearts be moved back to you, O oh Lord. Let their hearts be turned back to you. Let your word go forth, showing both the good and the judgment, showing the grace and the persecution, showing the whole role, Father God, that this walk isn't just about prospering monetarily, but prospering so our soul prospers. So when persecution comes, we can stand like the word we received yesterday, like a tree planted near rivers of water and not be bent and broken, but to be able to sway in the midst of storms and be able to speak to the storms, the ones that can be halted and the ones that can be, you know, redirected around us and and just continue to stand, oh God. We come for those who are uh, unsaved, who are coming in. We come for those who are dealing with addictions and mental illnesses and Abuse, oh Lord, we're coming for them, oh God, because the church is saying, oh, give it medication, give them medication, give them, you know, if you're in an abusive relationship, deal with it. And they're saying that if you are dealing with mental illnesses, it's all about the drugs. But Lord, you are the great physician. You are a provider. You are a protector. You are all of those things because you said my name is Yahweh. I am. And whatever adjective, whatever description we put behind it, that's what you are. And so, Lord, we come for those who are dealing with with a, a mental illness, oh, God. You can cure them because it's all about the imbalances in the mind. You can balance out every chemical, oh, Lord. You can balance out every system, oh, God. So, we speak a touching, oh God, over your people who are dealing with depression, who's dealing with bipolar, who's dealing with a form of schizophrenia or dementia, oh God. We're coming for them, oh God, that you could apply your protection over their minds. You could make a correction because of, of what they're eating or what other medications they've been given who've gotten them off balance, oh God, and so you can correct it. And so, Father, we're speaking in agreement with whatever their prayer is. If they're praying for healing, oh God, we're standing in agreement with that prayer that it can be done and it will be done. Your will be done, Father God, because you don't want us to live in confusion. You don't want us to live in, in prison in our own minds, oh God, in our feelings. You want us to be able to reach up and out to you, to acknowledge you on all hands. And so, God, we come for their freedom. 
We come for those who are dealing with with addictions, oh God, because they are empty on the inside. They're trying to fill a void because of abuse, because of of low self-esteem, because of uh, uh, past hurts, because a, a mother died, or because they never felt loved. And so, Lord, you can fill those empty spaces. You can fill those empty spaces because you are the great I am. You can go inside whatever their situation is and be exactly what they need exactly at that moment for them to receive their healing and their deliverance. And so, Lord, we speak that for them right now, those who are crying out, Father, because you even said from the beginning that the blood cries out, that if you can hear blood from the from the ground cry out, Father God, you can hear the spirit and souls of those who are crying out when they're reaching up and they're reaching out. They don't know for what. Some don't know to who, but God, you can, you can answer that call because we know that all are not yours, but yours, you will, they will know your voice. And they will answer. They will say, yes, Lord, this is what I'm looking for. And you can heal and you can set free and deliver. And, Lord, we speak of deliverance for those who are dealing with abuse, who are being told that it's okay, that all they have to do is stand and say it, things will change it. But, God, you know that you would not want your your child to be in a in a, a a relationship where they're being beat on every day, where they're living in fear, because you did not give us a spirit of fear. You would not want us to be in a situation that causes us to live in fear, oh God. But you will strengthen us on every hand. You will guide us where we need to be. And so, Lord, the ones who are dealing with abusive relationships, mental, spiritual, emotional or physical abuse, oh God, you can direct them, those who are praying and asking for guidance, and because it goes to those who who declare themselves to be men of God or women of God and they're telling them to stand, Lord, let them speak your truth. Let them not, let them rightly divide your word to guide this, these people, oh God, so that they will not, they will not lose heart, so that they will not lose hope. And Father God, we just thank you in advance for the blessings that you put upon them, oh Lord, giving them the will and the strength to lead, giving them the will and the strength to stand, giving, giving them the will and the strength to remove themselves, oh God, from the situations that's causing them harm, that's causing them hurt, that's causing them to lose hope in who you are. And Father, we come for those who are sick and shut in and those who are in hospice. They're dealing with illnesses that that's from every everything from a stuck toe, oh God, to migraine headaches, to dementia, to cancer, to tumors, to a blood disorder, a sickle cell, oh God, to arthritis, all of those in, in between, oh Lord. And we're going to stand in, 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 in agreement with their prayers, oh Lord, that you will heal, that you will deliver. We, we speak a, a, a reduction of inflammation of the joints, a, du- a reduction in the inflammation of the brain. We speak that the blood cells will will curve again, that they will be circular the way they're supposed to be so that those dealing with sickle cell will not be dealing in pain, oh God. We come for those who are dealing with tumors and that those tumors will dry up, that those tumors will reduce, that those tumors will melt away and break free and, and be removed, oh God. Those who are dealing with surgeries, oh God, we speak to the, the doctor 
speak over the doctor's mind and over their hands that they will see through your eyes the situation and that they will get everything that needs to be received out or everything that needs to be eliminated will be removed, oh God, because you will guide the 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 perception and the hands of the doctors and those who are the nurses, and they will see and they will only do what needs to be done. And, Father God, we come for those who have lost loved ones this week due to sickness, illness, or disease, due to violence, due to just suddenness, just suddenly here one day, one second here, one second gone, and nobody knows, oh, God. We come for all of those that have lost loved ones. And, Father, we ask that you will give them a peace that passes all understanding as they go forward in the process of of doing the final resting places, oh, God. As they go through with the arrangements, oh, God, we pray, oh, Lord, that as people and family come in, that you will give them that they will rem- they will go through a, rem- a reminiscing, that they won't go into sadness, but the joy and enjoying what their the person's life was all about, showing the, the le- sharing laughter on the little mishaps and the little jokes and the little idiosyncrasies that that person had, so that they can they can celebrate that person's life and not mourn the death of God. And Father, we come for those who are in prison. We come because there are some who are still there because of big money. Because they have to fill up the they have to fill up the cells to make money and they're there for false arrests and their paperwork has got lost and they've been lost in the system. Father, we are praying right now in agreement with them that they will receive their just due, that they will be released because of uh, they will be released. You can do. You can shake the cells, oh God. You can shake the cells and release them from their bondages. And so, God, we pray that someone will come across their case. That that public defender, that that per, that that the uh, district attorney, when the file comes across their their desk, that their heart will be pricked and they will know to do the right thing. That your moral standard is still there regardless of what the world is doing. And, Father, we come for those who are incarcerated, who have found you uh, after all that they have done in the world, Father God. But even you can, even you will have forgiven them. So let them forgive themselves and continue to walk in your word as they come into a, a deeper relationship with you. And, Father, we thank you for all the souls who have turned from 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 the gods that they were following and they have decided to follow you, God. We rejoice with you and the angels in heaven that they have declared that Yeshua is the only way and that he is God and he is their Savior and Redeemer and that they receive the salvation that he gave to us with his death, burial, and resurrection. And Father, we just, just want to one more time give you thanks in this moment. Thank you for the breath. Thank you for the life. Thank you for the love that we receive from our families, from our friends online, and from our seven degrees of separation, those who are understanding of our love for you, O oh God, because we are coming into a time of persecution. And so, Lord, help us to know who our friends are. Let us know. Give us discerning power, O oh God, to know who will stand for us. Help us to tighten our circle the way that Christ did. Help us to know that 
who who the devil is in our in our circle, and let us know who the the one that's easily swayed in in our circle, oh God, so that we know where to be circumspect and where to be, you know, where we can speak plainly, oh God. We want to be able to speak your truth on all levels wisely and without any hindrances, and we glorify your name. In the righteousness of Christ we pray, amen. 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 Oh, you out of your 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 um whatever you was doing to to, to you I know. I left out of the house and transitioned into the car. Is what I was doing, sir. <laughs> oh, you funny. Yeah, and I have uh, when I was speaking to you all. The eyebrow thing had already been completed. Thank you, Cubs. Okay. Uh-huh. That's what you was plucking in. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Gotta love you, baby. Gotta love you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, people. <coughs> Good morning. I'm not going to tell you all that I just spent the last five to ten minutes looking for my phone, and it was in my back pocket. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, we nope. get starting off on a, with a bang. What? What? Foolishness. I mean, I'm looking. I'm like, what? I'm sitting in this classroom. I'm like, what is it? What's going on? What is really going on in real life? Uh-huh. I cannot find my phone. I'm looking. Mm, teachers, that's in my back pocket. Well, that's all right. Lord God, we come to you thanking you this morning. Thanking you for being God. Thanking you for being almighty, all-powerful, and all-knowing. Thanking you, Lord, that you love us beyond measure. You love us when we don't even love ourselves, Lord, and that you cover and protect us and hide us when we don't even know that those things are necessary to take place. We thank you, God, for just continuing to give us yet another chance to commune with you, to seek counsel from you, to get direction from you as to how we should go and what manner we should do so. Lord, we thank you for the transformation of our minds and our thoughts, Lord, that we decide to seek you diligently, Lord. 
We thank you, Lord, for the constant change that takes place with us, Lord, in our efforts to become whole and to become one with you. We thank you for the consecration of our minds and hearts, Lord, that we continue to seek your word that instructs us how we are to handle the lives that we live daily. <clears throat> I thank you, Lord, for my family, my immediate and, you know, <clears throat> extended family, Lord. I pray that you continue to cover, guide, and lead them according to your will, and, Lord, that they seek you to understand what your will is for their lives. Lord, I lift prayer shift and ministries before you, Lord, thanking you for the continued growth, the the strength and the efforts of the individuals that continue to um, allow us to grow as a unit. But, Lord, I thank you for the individual growth, Lord, that we have been able to see ourselves in a way we've not looked at ourselves before, but more importantly, that we see ourselves through your eyes, Lord, that we continue to, you know, press forward towards the mark of the high calling of which you have <clears throat> expectations of us. Lord, I also lift before you prayer shifting ministries, family members. Lord, thanking you for our extended families, Lord, and the new individuals that continue to come to prayer shifting ministries. So, their lives are changed and that they're sharing their stories and experiences with us, Lord, and that we're exponentially. Lord, I ask that you continue to direct each and every one of our paths, Lord, and continue to anoint us and continue to keep us under the power of your almighty hand. It's in your son Jesus' name that I pray, I thank you, and I worship you. Amen. Amen. Yeah, for some prayers going forth this morning. Mm. Oh my God! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Sister Butler. Go ahead. Let one I feel go. like I need to. I feel like I need to jump on this bandwagon. Precious Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Friday morning, in the spirit of humble thanksgiving. We thank you for all of your many blessings that you have bestowed upon us. We thank you for another opportunity to speak with one another, to share and care with one another, to to hear one another's voices. We just thank you that those of us who are on the line, that we are able to come together one more time in the spirit of love that so exists on this line. We thank you for fellowship. We just thank you. I personally just thank you for the fellowship of this line. We just thank you for the genuineness, for the safety, for the comfort that the individuals feel. No matter what we're going through, everybody knows that this is a safe place. Everybody knows that this is a place free of criticism and judgment, that everyone wants the best for one another, even when when we crack jokes on one another and even when we are auditioning for comedy shows, Lord, we just know <clears throat> that it is all in love. And that is a blessing because there are some people who do not have this. They have nobody. They have nobody. And if it wasn't for you, they would have nobody to talk to and nobody to lean on or confide in. And those are the people who are in 
in just very sad situations. And so we do not take it for granted that we have this fellowship this morning, God. And we just thank you for everybody's lives, for what you are doing with us as a collective and individually. And we just celebrate you. We celebrate one another. We celebrate what you have done for each of us, what you are presently doing, and the future that is in store for each and every one of us. And we just ask that you just move through once again, just like you always do every day, and you have your way that you position each and every one of us in a place to receive what it is that you would have for us to receive and that the words and the thoughts that flow from our spirits, our minds, and our hearts, that they just reach each other and that we just have the each one teach one philosophy going on and that everybody just receives just a tremendous amount this morning, just supernatural over and above anything that we could have expected even when we decided to get up and dial into this call and we just ask that you continue to keep our eyes open so that we see what it is that we need to see. We ask that you just anoint our ears so that we catch everything that we're supposed to catch so that nothing is missed when individuals are sharing, whether it be a Bible verse, it could be a song or a testimony or story, whatever the case may be. We just ask that you just anoint our eyes and ears so that we catch it all, God, so that nothing is missed, so that any lessons that we are supposed to get, that we get them. And then we ask that you give us the wisdom of application so that the things that we learn and the things that are shared and the things that are caught, that we apply them properly to our lives as you would have us to do individually so that you get the maximum glory and the praise out of it, oh, God. And we are just so excited about what is going to take place on this line today. We do not know exactly what that's going to be, but you do, oh, God. And so as we continue to move forward, um, with this call, we just ask that your hands just be all in through and around this call. And we know that this will be, we declare that this will be once again a supernatural event. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Anybody else? I guess I'll start knocking on my list then. Uh, it's time for me to get the truck registered for my child. warm out here. Yeah, it's supposed to be almost 80 degrees today. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. This would be a beautiful day to go fishing. Why can't you go? <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah. Is it too late to go? No, I mean, you know, time, this, yeah, it's a good time to go. 
Oh, okay. Because I thought that people had to go, like, when you went fishing, you had to go at, like, old dark 30. No, I mean, people go fishing all times of the day. People try to get there early and catch them, you know, when they first, first come up. There's, like, like about different times of the day when it's good going fishing, when they first wake up. I notice normally, like, about five or six is when they um start coming back in, and then throughout the day also depends on how hot it is. So it just varies. What's up, man? All right. All right. Have a good one. All right. All right. Okay. Up, uh, go get my phone, change phones, and all that other lovely crap stuff. Crap's not a bad word. You can say it without guilt. <laughs> you know what? I was going to say something, <laughs> but I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, okay, well, honey, if it's in question, maybe you shouldn't say it. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anyway. Let me just go ahead and start on the list. I'm going to change phones. Go. I can't. I don't even know what time the bells ring around here. Hopefully. Alicia? Yes, ma'am. You there? Okay. I need to talk to you. I had a very, very long conversation with someone last night who um, actually, and I'm going to need to talk to Pam to my accountant too, um, a very long conversation with, with um, someone who actually, really, who actually had a school hold, the one morning went to. Hold on. Mm-hmm. They were talking. I couldn't hear what you were saying. Go ahead again. Uh-huh. No, I was saying I need to. Uh, I had a very long conversation with with uh, someone last night who the school that Morgan used to go to. I talked to Jeannie for hours and um, wow. But let's I'm just say that her. I talked to her for hours about. I mean, ran it from A to Z, and let's just say that I got probably 20 minutes of sleep last night. By the time she got done telling me everything, everything that we need to consider, every, you know, every, everything, man, I was up all night long. Like, whoa. Whoa. Okay. So I would love to share that information with you. I think even though you don't plan to do it for whatever it is you plan to do, I want to. Sh- I need to share that information with you because there's a lot to consider. Okay. And then what I can do is I can forward you because you know whenever I'm anywhere, I text things to myself um, that people say and you know notes and whatnot, and I'll forward you the notes that I sent to myself as I was talking to her in the moment, so they're fresh thoughts. Okay. 
All right, Pam, mm-hmm. you you staying ready. <laughs> Is Pam on the line? What? Is Pam on? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I just assumed she was. Pam, you hiding out? Not yet? Too much TV? Okay. All right. So, um, yes. But we'll talk. I just wanted to make sure that I said that because I forget things when I have to work during the day. Okay. I know I wish they would have told me that was my first hour class. I've been eating. You have kindergartens again? No, I'm actually at the high school. I am a high school social studies teacher. So oh, I have really? honors U.S. history, world history, and economics. This is like my favorite. I, I, I absolutely love social science. If I went back into the school system, I would want to teach middle I can't teach high school because I don't have the certification, but I would love to teach middle school social studies. That would be it for me. That's really, really my dream job, if you will, in the school system if I had to do it. Okay. Not that anybody asked, but, you know, our star stuff. So, Sam, before I have to get off of here, because at some point, I don't even know what time the, the bells ring. I don't know what time the, the class is coming. But I need to tell you that that thing that you were saying, what you had me do yesterday, which was the centering. Oh, okay. The centering and praying for my center was very helpful. Oh, that's cool. Because last night after I talked to Jeannie, you know, as I was telling you, it just made me kind of, because, you know, I knew there would be a lot with the school, but when she was telling me from experience, it was no longer something I had to assume. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I can't do all that. And then I I started feeling anxiety. I was like, I don't have any help. Who's going to help me? You know, it's just all this stuff. But... And I was so upset, like I was irritated. Not that she did anything, but, you know, it just kind of made me anxious. And then I thought about what you said, and I did that. I practiced that, and it calmed me down a lot. And then I was able to pray from, from that place, and it did make all the difference. Uh, just letting you know, see, we do listen. You might not think we do, but we do. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing, yeah. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. But no. Well, let me go ahead and start on my list. I got Trey Mathis and Ariel Singford. Hot house for them, but I should have said, 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 
Morgan Farley. How she gonna fish? 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 Thank <laughs>
Jalen Roy, Nancy Brown, Yolanda Smith, Keisha, Hush, you go, say, 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 you go, say
Morgan McMillan and family. Hundred the gander, 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 Rocheo, Horabra de Garrakoshahaka, Rombuke, Rombradi de Gasa, Rombus, Sara, yes, 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 Father Rondiga, Sakara, yes, Father Ross, the Yara, Naraka. Okay, Lord, what we doing? What we doing? What we doing? You got Rocheo, you got Richie Thomas, I should go say, she 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 go Johnson and Jackson found the push to go fish to go fish to go fish to go salaka, push to go salaka, sakara. Renee and the Pinks go hold on to the fish to go fish to go fish to go salaka, or she should go fish to go fish to go fish to go salaka, push to go fish to go fish to go salaka, sakara. Sharon, Hunter again and 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 again Brandon Allen, how to shoot a book, Sakara. Sharon, Yakara. Renee and the Paints, Yakara. White and Jimmy McComb, push, you go fish, 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 Claire Harper, who should go fish, you 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 go sakara. Susie Webb, what round did you go fish, you go fish, you go fish, you go sakara, sakara. Lamanda, hundred again, 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 hundred Okay. Okay, you got Louis Rivera, White and Jimmy, Lady on Castro, Claire Hawk, Susie Webb, Chivalry Nanquist, Conway Johnson, Kevin Hope family, Young Men on 7th Street, William Debbie, Sandy, okay, that's it. All right, Betty D, how to go brush the go fish, the grind of go stock up, 
Okay. That's all the list this is. Um, yeah. Anybody can think of anything right now? As far as what to pray for? Or? Yeah, as far as all of this and stuff, yeah. Um, no, I think we hit it all. Okay. I'll go switch phones and you know, the text and do the reading.
work moves through my head. Your thoughts stay on my mind. Live in me. Your song flows through my lips. Your work moves through my head. Your thoughts stay on my mind. Live in me. And you can have all of me.
can we lift that you can have all you can have all of me sing have all of me tell them I'm yours I give I give you all of me give you Connect your heart with your mouth. You can have all of me. Have all of me. Have all of me. Say, I'm yours. I'm, I give you, I give you all of me. Sing all of me. Give you all of me. I'm yours. You can have all
righty then. Now what y'all want me to do? Stick to praying and not singing? Yes, please. Yes. You didn't have to say that so enthusiastically. Oh, I'm sorry. You could say, well, you know, you could have just, you know, stretched it out a little bit, you know. Okay, okay, ask again, ask again. Okay, y'all want me to stick to praying and not singing? You know, hey. prayer is your forte, so I would say prayer, yes. Okay, okay, uh huh. I feel better now. I feel a lot more accepted and loved. (laughs) All righty, all righty, all righty. Well, let's see. Father God, what are we going to do today, Lord? Mm. Well, that's interesting. Well, Felicia, you open up in prayer, and then we'll see if we read. <laughs> I'm saying like that. Huh. That's the same thing I said. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Oh, Okay, so Father God, we're coming and we're about to delve into your word about spirit, soul, and body. You have us on this subject for a reason Mm. and for this season Mm. because it's more than ever before needed to know the connection between the three and that we're in direct alignment with where we should be, spirit, soul, then body, because the body is just a vehicle to encase that which is essential, which is our spirit and our soul. And Mm. so, Father, as we go into the reading, Father, help us to expound on the word that you have put into this reading, oh God. Help us to be able to know exactly where we are, each as an individual, what spectrum we are on, if we are in uh, where we are out of alignment, let the word go through and put us back into alignment. You said again, Lord, you are the I am. So let I am be our chiropractor today, oh God, and realign us exactly how we need to do do the adjustments, oh Lord, as only you can, so that we can walk humbly before you so that we can learn and be able to have the wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and discernment that is needed for this time. As we go through this reading, let your will be done in our lives. Help change our thoughts. Help change our habits. Help us change ourselves so that we can be how you see us and not how we see ourselves for our good and for your glory, for your glory and for our good. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. All righty, let's get ready to beat up again. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Lord. Wow. Okay, we're going to start with a poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit, Matthew 5 and 3. The poor in spirit views himself as possessing nothing. 
A believer's peril lies in his having too many things in the spirit, in his spirit. Only the poor in spirit can be humble. How often the experience, growth, and progress of a Christian become such precious matters to him that he loses his lowliness. Mm. The most treacherous of all dangers for a saint is to meditate on what he appropriates and pay attention to what he's experienced. Sometimes he engages in this unconsciously. What then is the meaning of being poor? Poor beseeks having nothing. If one endlessly reflects upon the deep experiences which he has passed through, it shall soon be debased to a commodity of a spirit and hence become a snare. An empty spirit enables a person to lose himself in God, whereas a wealthy spirit renders himself self wealthy spirit renders himself centered. Full salvation delivers a believer out of himself and into God. Wow. <laughs> should a Christian retain something for himself, his spirit immediately should turn inward, unable to break out and be merged in God. That is just hold is just yeah, wow. Okay. A gentle spirit, all oh, this is Felicia here. A gentle spirit. And a spirit of gentleness, Galatians 6 and 1. Gentleness is the most necessary feature of the inner man. It is the opposite of harshness. God requires us to cultivate a gentle spirit. Amid the most prosperous work, anyone with a gentle spirit can instantly stop on a short notice from God, just as Philip did when he sent from Samaria to the desert. A gentle spirit turns easily in God's hand however he wills. It knows, it knows not how to resist God, nor how to follow his own will. God needs such a yielding spirit to accomplish his purpose. A gentle spirit is no less, in, no less important in human relationships. It is the spirit of a lamb which characterizes the spirit of the cross. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten. First Peter 2 and 23. This is a description of a gentle spirit. Such gentleness is willing to suffer loss, though it has the power of revenge and the protection of the law. It nevertheless has no wish to avenge itself with the arms of flesh. It is a spirit which in suffering harms no one. The one who can boast such a spirit as this lives righteously himself, but never demands righteousness from others. He is full of love and mercy, wherefore he can melt the heart of those around him. Mm. A fervent spirit. All righty then. In diligence, not slothful, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, Romans 12 and 11. For a time, the flesh may be fervent when it is emotionally excited, but this fervency does not endure. Even when the flesh seems most diligent, it actually may be quite lazy, since it is diligent solely in those things in which it agrees. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm. Hence, the flesh is impelled by emotion. Mm. Okay. You supposed to say ouch, not why. <laughs> look, look, I'm like, and I got to keep reading. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just, just say ouch, honey. Just say ouch. Mm -hmm. I got you. Mm -hmm. Who told you to come off a of mute? <laughs> I'm going back on. Sorry. Mm -hmm. It cannot serve God in matters which do not appeal to it, nor when emotion is cold and low. It is impossible for the flesh to labor with the Lord in cloud as well as in sunshine step by step, slowly but steadily. Fervent in spirit is a permanent feature. He, therefore, who possesses the spirit is qualified to serve the Lord endlessly. 
We should avoid all fervency of the flesh, but allow the Holy Spirit to so fill our inner man, he may keep it perpetually fervent. Then our spirit will not turn cold when our motion becomes chill, nor will the work of the Lord collapse into seemingly immovable state. What the apostle stresses here amounts to an order. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, I like that. Amen. Praise your way through it, honey. Praise your way through it. This order must be taken up by our renewed will. We should exercise it to choose to be choose to be fervent. Mm. Why don't one of y'all come <laughs> over here and read this book for me? I, 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 I... <sighs> choose to press forward and be fervent. Choose that. Okay. What the apostle stresses here announced to be amounts to be an order. This order must be taken up by a renewed will. We should exercise it to choose to be fervent. We should say to ourselves, I want my spirit to be fervent and not to be cold. We should not be overwhelmed by our icy and indifferent feelings. Instead, we should permit our fervent spirit to control everything, even where our motion is extremely unconcerned. <laughs> the sign... <laughs> The sign of a fervent spirit is serving the Lord always. I'm going to read this last paragraph, and I'm going to just stop, okay? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> a cool spirit. He who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding, Proverbs 17 and 27. Our spirit needs to be fervent, yet also needs to be cool. Fervency is related to diligence in serving the Lord, whereas coolness is related to knowledge. If our spirit lacks coolness, we often take inordinate action. The enemy purpose is to drive us off track in order that our spirit may be deprived of its contact with the Holy Spirit. Frequently, we observe saints who, in the hour of fervent spirit, change their principal life into the sensational one. The spirit is closely knit with the mind. (laughs) The moment the spirit loses its composure, the mind is excited. When the mind becomes heated, the conduct of the believer grows abnormal and goes out of control. Mm. You know what? I, I I just envision, you know, like back in my old Baptist New Hope, somebody get a spirit all over the place. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The moment the spirit loses its composure, the mind is excited. When the mind becomes heated, the conduct of the believer grows abnormal and out of control. Consequently, it is always profitable to keep the inner man calm and collected. Really, Lord? Oh, really? Mm. By disregarding the ardor of the emotion, the increase of desire, or the confusion of thought, and by measuring every problem with a cool spirit instead, we shall maintain our feet on the pathway of the Lord. You got that, Erica? (laughs) I'm listening, honey. I'm listening. Amen. <laughs> Lord. <clears throat> okay. Any action taken when our spirit is excited is likely to be against the will of God. Really, Lord. Re- re- really, God. Re- re- mm-hmm. <laughs> You're supposed to still be laughing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm happy, happy. Joy, joy. Mm. Oh, Lord. Okay. Mm. We got to. We almost done. Okay. 
The knowledge of God, self, <laughs> Satan, and all things brings calmness to our spirit. It affects the kind of spirit which soulish believers never experience. The Holy Spirit must fill mm. our inner man, while the honor man must be consigned entirely to death. <laughs> you know what? Look, I'm trying. Okay, I'm trying. <laughs> okay, come on now. Okay, Sam, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. Okay, let's try this again. The knowledge of God, self, Satan, and all things brings calmness to our spirit. It affects a kind of spirit which soulish believers never experience. The Holy Spirit must fill our inner man while the outer man must be consigned entirely to death. Then the spirit will enjoy an unspeakable calm. Neither the soul nor the body nor changing environment takes away this calm. It is like the ocean. Although the waves rage on the surface, the bottom of the sea remains composed and undisturbed. Before a Christian experiences the dividing of soul and spirit, he will be disturbed and shaken immediately by the slightest per perturbation, whatever that word is. This is due to lack of spiritual knowledge. Hence, to keep the inner and outer man divided is the way to keep the... <laughs> Okay. Read that again. <laughs> <clears throat> the way to keep the inner and outer man separate. What? Okay. I mean, bad word. I'm starting. It is like the ocean. Although the waves rage on the surface. Oh, you want me to go up a little bit more? That's fine. Right where you are. The waves rage on the surface. The bottom of the sea remains composed and undisturbed. Before a Christian experiences the dividing of soul and spirit, he will be disturbed and shaken immediately by the slightest per that's P E R T U R B A T I O N. P E R T what? P E R T U R B A T I O N. Perturbation? Per per to perturbation. Perturbation. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, I'm going to keep reading and you can tell me what it means because we're going back over mm -hmm. it again. Okay. This is due to lack of spiritual knowledge. Hence, to keep the inner and outer man divided is the way to keep the spirit cool. A person with an M, M here, we go with that word again. Okay, well, no, give me the definition of the word now. <clears throat> Perturbation? Mm-hmm. Ch a change in the normal state or regular movement of something. The state of being worried or upset. <laughs> Okay, so then a disturbance the in motion, a disturbance of motion, course, arrangement, or state of equilibrium. Okay. A disturbance of the regular and usually elliptical course of motion of mm -hmm. a celestial body that is produced by some some force additional to that which causes its regular motion. Hmm. Okay, because now he says a person with an imperturbable spirit experiences a kind of untouchableness. <laughs> However chaotic may be the outside situation, he does not lose the calm and peace inside. Though a mountain should fall at his face, he remains as composed <coughs> ever. <laughs> What'd you say? I just coughed a little bit, forgive me. 
<laughs> Though a mountain should fall at his face, he remains as composed as ever. Such composure is not achieved through self-improvement, but is secured through the revelation of the Spirit, who discloses the reality of all things and through the control the believer exerts over his soul so that it no longer may influence his spirit. The key, therefore, is the rule of will. Our spirit must accept this rule. Fervency is what our will desires, but so is coolness. We should never permit our spirit to be in such a condition as to extend beyond the control of the will. We must will both to have a fervent spirit toward the Lord's work and to maintain a cool spirit in executing that work. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know what? Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Wait a minute. No problem, dear. And it's unperturbated, or is it, what word was it? Unperturbation or unperturbed? No, he used it both. The first time he used perturbation. The second time uh-huh. he used imp- imperturbable. Imperturbable. Okay, that's what I... Mm-hmm. Word me. She wants to do one more. Yeah, okay, I'm going to give it to you. Give me. I'm, I'm trying to do something else, too. Just give me one moment, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, because I'm trying to wrap my mind around some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Impertable. Impertable. Very calm. Very hard to disturb or upset. That's impertable. Um, but uh, perturbation is a disturbance, a motion. A course of arrangement or state of equilibrium. A disturbance of the regular or usual elliptical course of motion or of a celestial body that is produced by some some force additional to that which causes its regular motion. So go back to where you were reading... You know, I'm gonna start from the beginning, or just—I mean, because with all this information here, it's like you know what? <laughs> um, I caught myself writing where you started, so I can um, where where you when I asked you to start again when you were talking about the separation of the inner and outer man. Okay, hold on one second. Go right to that point again. Hence, to keep the inner and outer man divided is the way to keep the spirit cool. Mm. So you got to keep the inner and outer man divided, which means you have, mm, okay. Mm. Basically, you can't let your feelings rule you. You know what? Yeah. I said that's basically, but then... You, okay, it's like that's the basic, but then in a in depth, more in depth way, I think you need to. Ha- I think the the way in order for that to occur is to get is to gain an understanding of how each component of your of your life works. You know, um, mm-hmm. you have to because the first biblical story I, I, that comes to mind is um, 
the 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 uh, when the disciples were in the storm at sea, and Jesus was, you know, resting at the bottom of the boat. Mm-hmm. Because once they saw the what they saw um, provoked emotion and feeling yes. in them. And so immediately they panicked, and you know because you know they were like, okay, so where is Jesus? And you know the the thought was, oh, he at the bottom of the boat sleeping. And so pretty much the disciples were like, do y'all see this mess out here? Mm. How can he sleep at such a time as this? Mm. Why is he sleeping? Which which is you know symbolizes what um, perturbation or being imperturbable means because. Regardless mm. to what was going on around him, Jesus was at peace. He was wow. calm because he was asleep. Wow. Everybody and everything else around him was chaotic. Wow. I mean, he that's was at peace. Example right there. You say you got perturbation and you got imperturbable. That that that's an example right, right there. Wow. That's the first story that comes to me because every all the disciples was like, okay, this is a WTH moment. We need Jesus. <laughs> Because it's like them, they were looking at their demise. Mm. But everybody's talking about, well, we know Jesus can fix it. Wait a minute, where is he? Mm. Oh, he at the bottom of the boat sleep. Mm. How can he be at peace or, at, you know, experience so much calm and such a, you know, chaotic thing as this? Mm. Mm. And that's an example of how we're supposed to be. Because he knew who he was. He knew Mm. who he was. You know what? He knew who he was. And he knew his destiny, too. And in other words, if if I'm not at the point of where I'm my destiny, then there's no way that I'm about to perish at this storm. But I'm going to tell you something bigger than knowing who he was. He knew who his father was. No, no, you didn't. Mm. He knew who God was. That's wow. why he was at such calm. Yes. Who do you want? We can put him in her office. Oh, yes. Wow. Yes. Jesus. Mm. Okay, that messes us up a lot. We forget it. I mean, and then you look at his, you look at what Christ even said. He was like, okay, why did you wake me up? Yeah, right. He was why? Why did you handle this yourself? Yeah. Yeah, right there against that wall. I haven't told you who you are already. Okay. Thank you. You're supposed to remember who I am in you. But, you know, and that's pretty much Jesus' message to them when they went to wake him up. Why are you all disturbing me? Pretty much. Is this what you want? And he proceeded to be an example to tell them. This is, you know, if you know who you are, and more 
And more importantly, if you know who your father is, you have all power and dominion. Peace be sealed. You just have to speak it. But if you don't know it to speak, let alone know who your father is to know that you have that type of dominion or power, you can't do it. And the question is, have we been praying in vain? Are we are we are we the disciples on the boat calling on to, you know, running down and saying why you know, why are you asleep? That's basically Yeah, we do that too. Come on, what's the next one? So we straddle the fence, basically. Mhm. So most of the time, you know, we're perturbed or we're, you know, experiencing perturbation or, and, and it, we're more, we experience perturbation more so than us being imperturbable. Can you, can you spell that? I need to write that down, that word down and get the definition. P-E-R. Wait, wait, wait. T-U-R. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. P E R T U R T B A T A T I O N. The root word is perturbed. Okay. So it's P E R T U R B A. T-I-O-N. Okay. And imperturbable is I-M-P-E-R-T-A-B-L-E. Wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I have a question. How do you go from perturbation to imperturbable? Well, I messed up. (laughs) Well, let's say that's question number one. Uh, You have to seek God. hmm? You have to seek God. See or seek God? Seek. Okay. If you see him in the midst of it, that's probably even better, but you definitely got to seek him. <laughs> now, let me ask. Now, once you get to that state of being imperturbable, yeah. stay yeah. there? You can. But you have to do it all, you know, it's all spiritually spiritually led. Mm. I mean, you're, you're, you're seeking guidance and counsel from God on a diligent basis. Mm. Mm. You know, when, when, I, um, when you said seek God, what came to me is, yes, we seek him, but what also came to me is we must feed our spirit. Because mm-hmm. that that that's that's like okay, like me the juicing or breakfast or whatever. You I gotta give it what it needs in order to sort of have the strength 
to rise up. But if you don't feed your spirit, then you you like again, Cheerio, you're not you don't have you don't have enough inside of you. So you're seeking God, but you don't have enough inside of you to rise up to to speak to that storm. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, Amen. go ahead. <laughs> so I went, I went, and I looked up the perturbation and everything, and there was like different things, you know, that come up. Mm. But what, um, what caught my eye was the perturbation theory, and. It, it goes right into what you were saying, how you seek the Holy Spirit. And basically it's talking about how to solve a problem. And it says that you have to break it down. And you have to find the, you gotta, what you have to start off with is, is finding the, you call the know the problem can be solved. And so if we use the Holy Spirit and we go to him, he can solve, he, he starts the process, the network process. He solves the process of going from that word to the imperfect. We, we, we have to get to that midpoint. Because, you know, a lot of times we get into a situation where we don't know where to start. We have to start exactly what you guys are saying with the Holy Spirit. And we always try to, instead of us trying to figure it out, once we get to that stage where we know we're at the perturbable stage, perturbed to no end, that's where, we're, that's where we should stop and go and seek our trainer to find out why, you know, we are where we are. And but we don't do that. We kind of go further, and we make it worse. I mean, we are more in the storm. We're more out there, and you know, being tossed and driven and everything. And so we have to go back, and we have to get, we have to gain the guidance of the Holy Spirit for real. Small steps. Thank you. Always tell me, Sam. Small steps. The equilibrium. No, wow. You know, I'm also coming back again to us knowing how we operate. Because, like you said, okay, well, let's break down spirit, soul, and body. Our spirit is steadfast, telling us to go this way. But, like you said, we're sensing emotions and challenges. Well, recognize where it's coming from. Is that my soul, my spirit? You know, because at times your spirit might be troubled. But if your spirit is troubled but your emotions are all over the place, then recognizing the difference of those voices, or, or how, again, that's why we got to know how, how how we operate. Absolutely. So then we okay, that's my soul. So then what can I do to calm down my emotions or what? Need to do to fix this, you know, rather than okay, that's why we, again we got to watch our words. Okay, well, my spirit center, yes, 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 yes. Sorry, <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, and it's and so these times you got to be real. I'm recognizing that, yes, I, I'm there, so I gotta watch. I can't say nothing, right. 
That's why I screamed in the car when I was with the other day. Mm. I, I just screamed. I just, because I, <laughs> I could do. You know, if I'm trying to stay where I need, and, I, and it's just something had to come out, so I just screamed, and, and you know, uh, I'm screaming now. I'm going on mute. Hello. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Say again. What did you say? Because I even went further and and see imperturbable and and it gives the synonym discussion of imperturbable. It says cool, composed, collected, unruffled, imperturbable, nonchalant means free from agitation or excitement. Cool may imply calmness, deliberate deliberateness, a uh, dispassionate, okay, thank you. Um, kept a cool head, composed, implies freedom from agitation as a result of self-discipline or a sedate disposition. Um, collected implies a concentration of mind that eliminates distractions, especially in moments of crisis. Unruffled suggests apparent serenity and poise in the face of setbacks or in the midst of excitement. Impertable implies coolness or assurance, even under severe provocation. Nonchalant stresses an easy coolness of manner or a casualness that suggests indifference or unconcern. Other synonyms, unflappable, nerveless, unshakable. And all I can say is amen, Jesus, amen. But you know what, though? I I was thinking, speaking, because I was talking to Dagwood the other day, and I was telling him a lot was going on, and he was like, like man, you just you just you just there. You just I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, you know. So I mean, it's like his perception of me was being calm. <laughs> At the moment, I was. So <laughs> you know, but but it's just like I, I just you know there. That's why I say at moments you may may not. And also, and again, you know, uh, like you say, keeping control of yourself. Yeah, also, as you were speaking, I was thinking about, we see it in the movies, but it happens in real life. People wow. who go to the other side, they murder, they do all, they become cold. Yeah. You know, ooh, ooh. yeah, and they have no sense of whatever, and they can kill you and eat. And so, wow. again, different, different talking about sources, where it's coming from, mm-hmm. you know, so you can go either direction depending on who's, who, again, feeding your spirit. <laughs> yeah. So you you really, you, we, what we're talking about is um, ex- moments of experiencing this. You're talking about imperturbable? Yes. I would say it's something that we strive. Okay, this is me saying. I would say it's something that we strive for. 
um, walk that we work at work at walking in that direction, but recognizing because we are in flesh, there was you ain't gonna always be able. to. You know, um, but again, it's again progressive revelation. It's a progressive walk. So it's something we're striving to walk in and a walk after. But recognizing because we are in flesh, we are gonna fall. We are gonna miss it, and we don't need to walk in condemnation when we do. Recognize, okay, I missed it. Now get back up and do it over again. And then that's where the fervency comes from. The spirit of fervency that he was talking about. That's the diligence. Okay, yeah, I, I missed it. I got upset. I lost it. Okay. Now nah, I got to get back and face this thing again. I got to get back on my square. So that's where the said that fervency and that coolness work together. That's okay. All right. Can you say what? Mm. Mm-mm. How how much you get ridiculed for not having emotions, and, and not this that, and the other. I know people talk to you like that all the time, so I know you can relate. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, because you know that and that. Believe it or not, that and that's why I kept saying, Lord, gee, I had to go on mute to do my praise because I never realized it until I read the definition. That is what people dislike about me most. Because to them I appear to be unmovable, nonchalant. They appear? Can you say that word again? Appear? Yes. Yes, I appear. Because a lot of the times I display that, uh, but a lot of the time I know that I have to display it and not allow my true feeling to be seen because I know that they will take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So I have learned how to exercise that in spite of what I truly feel anyway in certain arenas because people will use, you know, because once they see your vulnerabilities, they have a tendency to use that against you. Now let's take that even deeper. Okay? You said not to display my how I really feel. Let's take that even mm-hmm. deeper because you're talking about people. But now let's go to the spiritual level where we know the devil does, is not within and he's trying you and he's trying to see your reactions. So more so than just your reactions on the natural, how about that demon that's sitting up there where well, we did this and she's still there looking. Right. She ain't said nothing. She ain't cussed. Okay, understanding your inner workings, okay? So God is omniscient, omnipotent, he's within. 
and even taking it to a whole other level in the spiritual arena, watching our reaction. So now... Background. What? I don't know whose background it is. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so that means taking yeah. taking our actions, reactions to a whole other level. I I can't afford just to always go off and bend, even if I'm by myself, because it might not just be somebody not around me in the natural, but there's always a demonic entity somewhere, monitoring right. to see how you know how I'm going to react. And, and the one thing that I have learned about speaking in the spirit, because I can express my true emotion to God spiritually where Satan can't hear it, and he can't take advantage of it. You know, when you were talking, the thought that came to me is that both in the flesh and with the and with the enemy, what they hate is that you're not acting the way that they feel that you should, the way that they think that they, that you should, the way that they know how to how to deal with you. Um, you know, if you act that way, you know, if you act a certain way, oh, okay, well, I was expecting this. I know how to I know how to handle this, but you don't react like that, and so they don't know what to do, and that's that's people as well as the enemy. They don't know what to do because you're not acting the way that they were expecting you to or the way that they thought you should. And so then that throws confusion into their camp. And Sam, when you were saying that, you know, that Dagwood was, you know, was talking about like how calm you are with all the stuff that you're going through, but people see what you tell them. You know, there's, there's no need to show everyone how, you know, how it truly affects you. If you or someone you know has been seriously injured, you know what? And as you're saying that, right now, most of the time when something's going on, literally standing still because I'm trying to figure out, okay, what to do? Uh, God, what's going how? It's really not, it's not trying to, it's not from a place. Nah, I'm trying to No, it's the background. All right. So I was saying that a lot of I'm talking about me personally. A lot of times when things are rising or going one way or another, my standing still is literally I'm trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> I'm trying to hear from God. I'm trying to see. So it, it's not because it's, it's not, I'm talking about me, it's not coming from a sense of, you know, I don't want them to see that I'm pissed. Some, most of the time it ain't. I manage a little, most of the time I'm really trying to figure out or what's going on or trying to hear. Uh, you know, so it's, 
it's, it's, it's just, you know, like I said, I'm speaking of me, and that has, that has groomed me into standing still in the midst of chaos. Right. I mean, you when you, you know, talk to people, it's not like you can, even if you're not in the midst of chaos, you can't always, like, wear your, you know, your emotions on your sleeve. Like, you know, like Erica said, people can use it against you. So you do get into the habit of, of appearing calm because it's just simpler that way. You know, sometimes, you know, some people may pick up on it and, and they, you know, and they're asking, like, what's wrong, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. But, you know... One, you don't always want to talk about it. Two, sometimes you don't understand what's going on. So how in the world could you explain it, you know, to someone else? And then three, you just you just don't want to go there. You know, I came to, to take care of this, that, or the other, and, you know, that's my focus, and, and, and keep it moving. Because if you, you know, if every time somebody asks you how you're doing and you really launch into how you're doing, you know, people would avoid you like the plague, first of all. Um, but then you'd also never get anything done. <laughs> okay. So I guess, I guess then it's a variety of things, I'm going to say, that groom or mold us into going in that direction. But all, all of it revolves about control. And 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 uh, responding rather than reacting. Mhm. And a word that I use with Lisa a lot: maturity. Well, <laughs> both naturally and spiritually. Exactly. But then again, isn't this funny, right. Ohio? And um, like that you said that. You put up a certain facade to keep people from trying to take care, I mean, try to take advantage of your good nature. But, you know, this is the thing that, you know, the question that should really bother everybody. How come for when we get help come our way, we abuse it instead of appreciate it? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say we're putting up a, a facade because a facade is like we're saying there's something fake. Right. When in all reality, we, most of us is trying to handle whatever it is that's presenting itself or trying to figure out or trying to see or trying to, you know, right. a, a facade is saying, well, I don't want, I, I, I got to have this image even though I'm broken. And at times it might be, at times that might be the true, true reason, but I think majority of times what we're talking about is more of a, trying to get a handle on whatever's going on so that, you know, we can navigate. Now, we might go somewhere else and fall apart <laughs> 10, 15 minutes later, <laughs> you know, but right then I think we're just trying to trying to get a handle on whatever's going on. Yeah, we're, trying, we're, we're basically trying to control our personal space. Yes. Because, see, the thing of it is, and, you know, I've seen people for where, you know, they're genuine in asking for help. But then, you know, it's like that that um that crossroads. So do you appreciate the help or do you sit up there and over the help? 
for where, you know, some people may look at it, oh, well, you got a good nature, you'll push over. Oh, but then, too, they start slowly trying to put you under their bondage. But for the way that I was using the word facade, it was to control your own area, to try to be uh, mindful of who you're letting in and what you're letting into your personal space. Yep, yep. I want to respond to that, too. Give me about a minute. Okay. Should I come down? Hold on. Just hold on. Ah, and she want to respond to what I said, too. <laughs> no, she's about to react. Just hold on, fool. <laughs> because I have seen people for where people have went out and had really went out on a limb. And for the person that's being the receiver of this big deed, they're treating it like, oh, well, they're stupid, this, that, and the other. But it's down to the point, this person didn't have to take their time to help. And that's something that they're not realizing until when they honestly do need that person again, that the person tell them, no, they really can't kick about it because the way they treated it last time. Oh, that's true, too. Ah. Okay, last juice. Yes, 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 Father. Yes, Holy Spirit, move, move, move. Yes, 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 Father. Let the anointing permeate the atmosphere, Father. Yonder to go speak to us and through us, Lord. Randy to go that keep us centered in you, Father. Let love permeate the atmosphere. Rush to go as the anointing of Christ rises up. Rush to go keeps us, centers us, heals us, delivers us. Shadow to go Let the light of God begin to shine in a great and magnificent way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Okay, uh, I want to add a little bit before she comes back on and be ready to blast both of us. <laughs> um, but, too, we also got to stay mindful that, and I was telling somebody this the other day, you know, we come out, we can't come out through our experiences and stuff smelling like smoke, being bitter, being uh, frustrated, you know, being cruel and conniving. Because that wasn't for the part that we're supposed to be paying attention to and taking with us. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to see how good we can stand on our faith of, 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 of giving unconditional love and doing what's right. 
And for the unconditional love, it's going to put you into some situations for where if it's under for what we want, it ain't going to get done. But then it's something that's needed to be done, not only to open up our eyes, but open up the eyes of other participants in this scenario. That's as we keep our focus on Jesus and let him and look to him as our source. Right. He'll he'll grow us to that point. Right. Now you know like when the uh, I believe it was Lazarus Lazarus he was afflicted and he was asking the rich man at the gate for some help and the rich man felt like, Oh well, you know, that's just you. I can't help you. But then when it came time for him to meet judgment, he was down in hell. And one thing he never thought that would be his hell is to see the tables turn. <laughs> he see Lazarus living alone. And he's wondering, well, when I was up above, I had this, that, and the other. Yeah, but you didn't share. <laughs> okay, well, how can I get it? Well, you know, you could have been living a life like him, but see, you turned him down. But see, the person that you turned down, that may be the very person that you need. But then a lot of us don't realize it until it's too late. We have to get more out of image because faith isn't, the definition of faith isn't based on image. It's based on the stuff that we can't see, but then what we have in hope for. And we have to change our mind on how the package looks. I was watching something last night, and they had uh, this guy. He was supposed to have transformed into a vampire. Okay, so he's trying to see how he looks. Okay, so vampire, okay, under the legend of vampire has no soul, so he can't see a reflection of himself. So really, for the way that a lot of things are going right now, metaphorically speaking, there's a lot of vampires walking around here that need they that need spiritual souls, or either just to awaken them. But that's my input before she comes back with the bell and the electric cord and stuff. And get ready to beat us down. Wow. It is a gorgeous day today. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, sorry about that, but you know. Truly, my life is not my own. Um, the interesting, I wanted to address the part about the facade. And <clears throat> because, you know, when 
Um, but one of the things that I that came to mind is the fact that um, in in our efforts to um, be closer to God and to um, I guess exercise some of those things that He's asking us to. Uh, I think that's you know sometimes where it in, you know it could possibly fall into that category of being a facade. But I also you know remember when you know dealing with people here in my office, and God pretty much shut my mouth for the most part. I I not you know I didn't respond or react to anything and I really couldn't explain why I was in that position. I just knew it was a directive given to me from God that, you know, Erica, you don't say nothing, you don't do anything. You allow me to work, you know, in this situation. And that's what I did without even realizing, you know, as we come to this this day and talking about this lesson. And, you know, what I just wanted to say, you know, a lot of times it could be, I think a facade is more in a manipulative manner when you're trying to, you know, deceive people. But then at the same time, that could be a gray area when you're in the midst of trying to practice a characteristic that, you're, you know, God is saying you should, you know, um, exemplify in your life. I mean, that that's very powerful because truthfully speaking, we all started out in the flesh. Right. So you're very correct. I, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, and, and you know, and I guess that's why, you know, and I've always been big on understanding what you're saying because words mean everything. And so even though you may not be in that place at that time, you have the Bible tells you to speak things that are not as though they are. True. And so that's when we have to begin to exercise these things in our life that they come to fruition and that we become this spiritually led being more often than not. Because in the flesh we're, you know, not that person. So when we, you know, when we make that decision, we make that choice to be spirit-led, you know, we're practicing those things that are currently not in our lives but as though they are. Because that is part of our faith. That is part of our, you know, uh, maturation, you know, process. The old folks say it, fake it till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> and they right. And that's, a, you know, hey, hey. Like they say, try, try, try again. Right. But you know what, though, as she was talking, think of it from, think of it, okay, let's go to vantage point again. Let's change our perspective. Mm. Think mm. of it a Holy Spirit's job. He's the one who's ultimately teaching us, and the Word again tells us that He strives with us. 
he knows how to get his job done. So we don't recognize that's what he's doing at that time because we're in our flesh, we're in ourself, and it's another. But he's all the while using our situations and our circumstances to mold us as we make a decision to go closer to God. Okay, yeah. As we make a decision to go closer to God, yeah. So we don't realize that. But he's doing. He knows how to get a job done. He knows what's needed. He knows what, what what buttons to push. This, that, and the other. Whereas we, again, we're walking. Like Erica said, I'm doing this because I'm trying to keep my feelings from being exposed. And, and Jesus, the last Holy Spirit, like, yeah, I know, but you don't realize I'm training you all the time. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like that. Well, anybody else got anything? <laughs> right, 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 okay. Look, and we only talked about that one part of your reading. And then look, and I ain't about to go read no more either, so y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be Are you trying to say your feet hurt? Uh-uh, uh-uh, no, no, no. In Christian bookstore, I'm sure you got one of the communities called so, The Spiritual Man by Watchman Nee. <laughs> read it at your own <laughs> level. At your own risk. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> hey. It has done what it is needed to do for the course of the day, so I'm going to leave it. Thank you, man. <laughs> hey, but that's our that's our deal. Because uh, if we remember the Holy Spirit, you know that we were sick before he started with us. We're told stuff, all these um, come back and say, yeah, we understood it. But then I asked you, show something totally different. <laughs> Nobody else got anything. Close out. Well, now I don't have anything. Hi, how are you? Okay. All right, so who wants prayer first? Lisa on the line today? Who? Lisa on the line today? Uh, she might be. She, she is probably on mute. You on, Lisa? Because I know she's in the school. Okay, I was about to say, you can go ahead and do me last. Well, Erica, I'm going to pray for you first. How about that? Okay, I truly appreciate it. 
No problem, dear. No problem. You know, no. <laughs> I ain't gonna say nothing tomorrow right now. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, whatever. The same to you, whatever it is. <laughs> right back at you. Anyway, Father God, I want to list up Alicia Wheeler King. Alicia King Wheeler, whatever, however, whomever. Power, boldness, understanding. Coolness that we talked about, coolness of the spirit, fervency. Okay. With you, it's a matter of how God has made you. And you beginning to gain an understanding and walking in it. You're understanding the comp- the components and how they interact with each other, how they interact with each other. The strengths and weaknesses of your own life. Been gaining that understanding through the revelation of the Holy Spirit. You've been gaining that through the revelation of the Holy Spirit, and because you're walking in understanding, it's adding power to your life. Mm. And it's as I, it's like as I see you walking, it's like as I see your foot. You know, we see it in the movies when something's coming, or like I, I'm going with the what's the movie with the with the this Jurassic Park when the dinosaurs start approaching, and you saw the waves in the in the pond trembling. I see because of God making you, you're becoming established in the things of God. When you set your foot down, I see just like sonic waves going out that your presence is here because you bring with you the presence of God. You bring with you the anointing of Christ. And it is it is respected in the spiritual arenas. It is respected in the spiritual in the sense of Jesus I know and Paul I heard of. God is forming and formulating you into becoming the woman of God that he is called to be. So continue to walk in that. Don't and I can tell you this and I'm and I know you're not. Don't take it in pride. And you're not doing that. You're not doing that. But we, and you know why? Because you realize the work that's involved. You realize that the, the sacrifice and the, and, the, and and what all goes along with that is nothing that's just oh I got this. You realize that this cost you. And in reality, it wasn't really something that you were seeking to do. It was just something that had began to become added unto you. And, and, and so it's not that that's why you don't pride yourself in it, because you're like, you don't really know what all goes along with this. You don't really understand the fullness of what's required in order to carry this. But woman of God, you have power and authority in you, on you, and around you. Walk in it, understand it, don't pull back, but trust God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Half the time I'll say, God, you for real. Are you saying something, America? 
Just mumbling to myself. Amen. Hi, Mudley. Yeah, exactly. Who's next? You can pray for me next, but first, would you uh, pray for Asia? Surely. Father God, let me lift up Asia. Harakora Beshede de Kuboho. Yes, 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 Father. Rombra Shede Kasaka. Harande de Kose de Shaka. Rombora de Kasa. Yes, 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 Father. Harambosi, get in a touch of Father. Roshika. Anoint her. Harashika, keep her. Live in the Lord. Love on her, Father. Roshika, let your word go to word establish her here and keep her. Harashika, as you move Russia in a unique way, Father. Roshika, go say, she'll go pull not back. She'll go, she'll go say, she'll go say, pull not back. She'll go, but let the power of God rise up, Roshika, and flow through her. She'll go say, she'll go say, pull not back. She'll go say, she'll go but Karakosa, Karambosa, Sarakande de Gose, Saraka. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you. Now I pray for Pamela. Humble Shiraka Ramba Shiraka Sede Shiraka Branda Shiraka Sede Shiraka Sandra Shiraka Sede Shiraka Branda Da. Hmm. Choices. Decisions. Covering. Peace. Peace be still. Peace be still. Peace be still as you allow God to work. Peace be still. Pull not back. Peace be still as the anointing of God corrects and directs you. Peace be still. Trust He's showing you. He's been showing you a lot of things lately. And, and it's like you're going, ah, it's okay. This is something he's growing and showing and beginning to develop in you. So don't right now expect to walk in the full understanding and, and to flow with it and to step out on it. Right now it's okay for you to uh, stumble and see and whatever because he's, again, like, like we talked about earlier, how we start, in, you know, in the flesh and he grows us up in the spirit. So he's growing these things up in you. Pull not back, but let him finish the development that has been started in your life. Peace be still. Amen. Amen. All right, who's next? I said something. Who was that? Felicia. Oh, Felicia. Okay. All right. Fifi. Woman of God. Mm. God. Mm. Power of God. Oh, Jesus. You're continuing to make decisions to move ahead. You continue to make decisions to step out. And those had had hold on your life for so long got frustrated and pissed. They keep coming at you but the thing is they don't have the strength, they don't have the the bond, they don't have the power to hold you like you were being held before. You just keep walking. You just keep moving. See sometimes our prayer 
is not God give me strength. Sometimes that's answered by walking out in faith. See, as you walk out in faith to do the things that God is showing you, you don't have to so much, you know, try to deliver me from this or deliver me from that because they lose their power to hold you. They lose their power to, to keep you in bondage, to keep you still because, see, now you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not here where you were at. You're now walking out, and, and, and the Lord is enabling you. And you're doing it through his power. You're doing it through his anointing. So let God finish molding and growing you up as you rise up to become the overcomer he calls you to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right, who's next? Anybody else want to pray? I'm not by my phone, so y'all want to pray or I text somebody. You can go ahead and do me next, Sam. Okay. Yep. All right. My daughter was walking home from school one day. We talked about the story on the line. And, um... You know, told that this 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 demonic presence was talking to her. You know, mm-hmm. got you block and then said, "Well, I'm gonna leave you here." So you're not coming home with me? And she said, "No, because I don't like your daddy." So, <laughs> so we we talked about that because Maria had the same experience. But the reason I'm bringing that story up now is not so much for that what I said, but from the viewpoint that you two have demonic presence is walking beside you that are speaking to you. And 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 God is going to really begin to show you that. I know one of my prayers previously to you so that you can begin to distinguish the voices that speak to you, your voice, God's voice, and the enemy's voice. God is going to begin to reveal to you that, no, this is not you. This is of the enemy. No, this is not my spirit that's speaking. This is you speaking. And so that you begin to have that understanding of the three different and distinct voices so that you can know who's flowing and who's attacking and who's doing what at that point in time. And that gets right back into the study of the lesson today. We need to have an understanding of how we work because that's the only way that we can begin to grow spiritually. We need to have an uh, intrinsic understanding of our spirit man, our soul man, and our flesh nature because through that, that's where we can recognize who's leading us at the time. So that's what God is going to begin to really begin to show you, that discernment that, hey, this is the enemy talking, hey, this is you talking, or hey, this is my spirit, because you need that to further grow from where you are to where he wants you to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. I came across one of my childhood dreams. I can't even get a hair braid. Okay, but here's two. 
she was proficient. So she got in there. Her and Shanice like to play the dub. So they said, I know she years off and started talking about somebody else. And I'm just looking at Shanice like, shut up, shut up. And so she said, well, I said, look, shut up. You wind up speaking out of turn. It's food. So, as the person was over there, they kept it up. They were telling me some questions about somebody. And I was mindful for what I said because I know if I wasn't, that conversation would love to be a whole lot bigger, but it's And then the people who they were pulling to push the question that was going on, I already know that this is one of my things I always told people. It isn't always the person who you think you with it. A lot of times, it's just the person who you think they know this is. And depending on where they're sitting at, they may be or they may go through a bitterness for where it's like, well, when I didn't have all that, and nobody treated me like that. So let me teach them. Let me give them a taste of what I've been doing. So you got to be mindful at all times because just a misplaced word can cause a whole lot of Thanks for that Amen. Amen. Anybody else want prayer? Yeah, pray for Steve. Pray for who? Steve. Oh, okay. No problem. Is she there or she just want me to pray for her? Oh, there's that weird part. Okay. All right, Father, one little Shanice. Ram brandy the gun, 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 the Strengthen and encourage her life. Father, wrap your arms around her. Love on her, Lord. Love on her with the love of God. I speak peace, strength, anointing, and development in her life, Father, as you grow up her spiritual giftings and talents, Lord, that will walk in the fullness of who you called her to be and not pull back to that which the enemy desires her to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, anybody else got anything? Tony Eigner. Huh? Eric, you pray for Tony Eigner. Oh, Tony Eigner. Okay. Um, but I got to go say shit. I'm gonna do her whole crew. I ain't done them in a while. Uh, let me see. Give me one minute. 
made a decision among the favorite stars. Okay, let me pray for Jakir. Haraka Shirukumbrani to go say she 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 ran it to go say she to grandaka. Harada Shiruko say she to go saraka, sakara. Ridge, Hambrash to go say she 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 to go Wally Hard, Hundred Gundigander Patricia Arnold. Okay. Now we get Tony Arden. Hundred to go say she to go say she to go say she and Brandy to go say she to the Ganda. Ha 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 ha. Yaroko say she to Granda. Haraka. Salakada. Amen. Anybody else? Uh, yeah. Say a prayer for Lisa. Gotta say a prayer for her. Okay. Okay, Lisa Brown. Boy, at a cosack. Okay, so now here's the thing you were talking about before about you finding your center now and you finding your place of peace to connect deeper with God. Okay, so a lot comes with that. How disturbed and pissed the enemy is because so many times he has been leading you in a pathway where you thought it was God, but it wasn't. So now that you have made that connection, it's like it's like you it's like this is the reality. This is like when you find true, or it's like even fool when you take something that's that you know like an imitation vanilla and a, a real vanilla. You don't want the imitation no more. So now that you really have made a connection and you know it, 
you don't want that anymore, and you you sense the difference. See, before you didn't know the difference. Now you're beginning to understand and discern the difference. So that pisses the enemy off. So he's constantly coming back and bombarding you because he's trying to get back where he's at. Was at. He's trying to reestablish that connection that you had, and it's not it's, it's not as strong as it had been because now you know the real thing. Now you know. Now you know the reality of of God. You know the reality of true love. You know the reality of of, of of connection with Him. And because you know that He He's pissed. Because now, how can I? He see that's the thing about when, when like when we do deliverance and somebody the demonic forces get cast to the dry places. It's like, well, where I'm gonna go? So now that's why he's trying to come back. So you just just stay where you're at. Go through this period. You're going to have a period of where he's coming at you again and again and again. Just just stay where you're at. It's okay. You got to go through this. You, you just keep connecting, keep praising. And see, also this again, now God, this is how God develops us. He's growing your spiritual gifts up. He, he's revealing things to you. He's showing you how to use your spiritual weapons. Because right now everything that you're going through is strictly spiritual. Now, there will be natural things going on as well, but you will see the spiritual things that you need to walk in. So trust God to fully and finish developing you. Remember, he's the author and the finisher of your faith. You're not over. It's not over. So trust and believe and let God be God. Amen. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else want prayer going once? Anybody else want prayer going twice? Okay. Somebody pray for me when we get out of here. Father, we come together this morning to lift up Sam. Thanking you, Father for this child of yours. Father, we pray for his continued faith and obedience. We pray for patience. (laughs) We pray for clarity. Oh, I need not be sarcastic, huh? Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Some things are just stuck. (laughs) Father, we pray for the health and wellness of his household, his parents, his child, his cousin, his family friend. Father, we thank you for keeping them and blessing them as the enemy comes from so many different directions. And because of this child, Father, following what you say and not paying attention to the to to the outer forces, he is going to make it through this. We know, Father, you do not bring us to it if you are not going to take us through it. Right enough. Father, may he always remember that mm. and know that no matter how much he stumbles, no matter how difficult it may be, when he stops and he takes a breath, then you will talk to him and you will point him in the direction that he needs to go. 
And although it may hurt, there'll be something for him to learn from it. You already have this worked out, Father. And if you showed it, we probably wouldn't even believe it. So, Father, we just pray that you continue to guide him and to direct him. We thank you again, Father, for this child of yours. We thank you, Father, for this, for this line, for this lifeline that gives us an opportunity to come together and to share in your word, to share the things that are going on with us, our experiences, not in, and not to be judged, but to just sometimes you just need to let off steam and find out that you're not the only one that's going through these things. Father, we thank you for your love, for your mercy, and for your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, before you get off, um, I want you to pray for Nate and Wajin, and then I'm going to pray for him. Okay. And if anybody else has anything for Wajin, I want you to pray for him as well. For Nate and Wajin. Okay. Father, we come together this morning to say a prayer for Nate and his company, Wajanet. Father, we thank you for this man of God. We thank you, Father, for imparting this this, this, mm, life-changing invention in him because you chose him, Father. And he is following the direction of which you are guiding him. And he, too, is having some stumbling blocks, and the enemy is trying to attack him. But he is staying fast in your word and what it is that you want him to do. And even when he does stumble, he knows what he has to do. He has to seek you and ask you to to, to put him back on the path that he's supposed to be on. We pray for health and wellness of his household as well. Father, we pray for Wajanet this invention that is going to change the world. Father, we continue to pray for the financing to get it up and running. We pray for discernment so that Nate will always know who it is that is truly sent from you versus from the enemy and who may be trying to mm, impede the progress of Wajanet. It is not an easy journey, Father, but he has been staying with it, but only through you. We pray for the success of Wajnet. We pray for Nate's safety because we know the enemy will come at him from all directions, both from the flesh and from the spirit. We thank you, Father, for this child, this child of yours, this son of yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Anybody else got a prayer for Nate or Washington? Okay. Somebody else got a prayer for Nate or Washington? All right. Father God. 
Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You Korombode, yeah, Lord, I just really don't want to speak that, but it don't matter about what I want to speak, huh? Um. <laughs> okay, for those who may or may not know, um, when Nate first had his invention, and I'm not going to go too deep into all the stuff, but I just literally just kind of, I kind of saw what he had. And then a few days later, I realized what he had. And I said, you know what, I need to pray for that man because uh, they're going to kill him. <laughs> and so I just literally started praying for him. And that evolved into a whole other thing, which, again, if I had probably would have known, you know what? No, I see you in heaven, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing, you know, but again, you know, it is what it is. But he's brought him into my life and brought me into his life. And, I mean, it's not like we, we hang out all the time, this, that, and the other, but there is a there's a kinsman, there's a connection there. More so spiritual than anywhere else. And, and I, I, it's just, just, it's there. Ah. Uh, and Father God, you placed him on my heart to pray right now because he needs you to immediately step in, Father. Mm, wow, and that took me back earlier. Immediately to step in and to move things down the pathway that you desire it to go. No more delays. Denials, deductions, but the power of God is flowing. Open up those doorways, those divine connections that need to be established, those connections that need to be unestablished or destroyed. Move in the way, in the pathway that you know it needs to be done, Father, and the word is immediately, Lord. Immediately. What does it say? Now faith is the hope, evidence of things hoped for. Faith right now, Father. Transfer, mm, CC in the word, hope goes from faith. Now we need faith to go to manifestation, Lord. Ah! Mm. Ah! Hope goes to faith. Now we need faith to go to manifestation, Father. Move in a great, unique, and powerful way, and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 All righty, anybody else got anything? I can't hear you. I hear you, but I don't understand what you're saying. Somebody's going to give me a call later on? Okay. Oh, okay. That's fine. I had to work. Okay, though, if nobody else got anything, I'm going to say goodbye. Okay, um, let's, let's say everybody and for all the mums on the phone.
as mom says, family refers to.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.